Hey, let's start the show. It's March 15th, 2012. Welcome to This Is Only a Test, the official podcast of Tested.com. I'm Will Smith. As always, joining me today, Norman Chan. How are you? Hello. Doing? Uh, I'm doing well. You look you look healthy today. You look like you had uh, not you much sleep why? last night. Maybe I, I didn't have much sleep. But uh, what invigorated me this morning is I am, and possibly last time we'll we'll talk about this. I'm wearing a Gary Witt t-shirt. Really? You're wearing a Gary uh, Witt block? We new, don't talk about yeah. t-shirts on the show anymore. I, I'm wearing you're a blockhead wearing, shirt. I, the, I'm, I'm willing to make an exception. The in purple this case. hair blockhead. No, no. You got a brown one. I got a brown one. Where'd you get a brown one? I have brown ones. I don't have a brown one. I just oh, have the busted one. You missed out. Well, mm-hmm. that that may end up being the. I think the, that's the, the, collectible. the collector's edition anyway. The best Gary Witt is here, of course. I started. I got my consignment of the corrected brown hair yeah, ones. Yeah, I, I made sure you got that. I was wearing mine yesterday. It feels kind of. It's kind of weird to it's, be wearing a t-shirt with you know an image. Of, I mean, you've had this yeah. for a while, right? So, I mean, do you get used to it? Is the, it always weird? The thing that's weird about it is people like look at you. They look at the shirt. They look at you. They look at the shirt. They look at you. They look at the shirt. And then, then they make the connection. Oh, that's you on your shirt. That's the good thing. Like, if you actually had part. a photographic picture of your face on a T-shirt, that would be bizarre. No, yes. that's not. It's that's very William Hung. It's it's stylized enough that you can look at it. Yeah, and you, it takes you. It, it's it like a back and forth, back and forth, back and yeah. forth, back and forth, back and yeah. forth. I saw someone wearing this shirt. You saw somebody wearing a Witta shirt? Wearing a Witta shirt. I couldn't tell if it was the the brown one and the purple Shoot one. Shoot that guy! I was driving down Lake Morset, close to my house. Uh huh. And someone was skateboarding, wearing clearly the Gary Wood a T-shirt. I think if I ever encounter someone like that, I'm yeah. going to have to go up to them and say, "That's my face." <laughs> I, I, Hi, I, yeah, hello. Shoot <laughs> that guy is what you, you say. You might remember me from such things as the T-shirt you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so it's weird. It's weird wearing a T-shirt with your face on. I, it. I didn't want to yeah. roll down the windows and say and yell, "Shoot that guy!" But you've seen yeah. it. you saw one at Image Con, right? I mean, they're out there. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that was a purple one. So I think when we go to the Lego convention this Sunday, I may wear my. Don't my no t-shirt. no no. It's like wearing the the band concert to a show. You don't wear no, your own T-shirt in places. But it's not you his re- show. Re- I guess you you wear yours out all the time. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I we should all, slow down on. I, it. I, I, I don't think, think there are any. I don't think this is wearing a T-shirt with your own. Likeness? Likeness on it. I don't think that's Visage. a big enough thing for there to be real <laughs> etiquette regarding that. I think you can pretty much just make it up. So um, we should we, – there's there's an elephant in the room. Hey, what's well, going, what's going on? Chloe Bananas is here. That, she's the she's elephant. not an elephant. She's wow, not, you call her fat. Well, she's a, she's a little chunky these oh, days. Oh, she looks so sad. She's a good dog. Um, so first off, we're recording in my dining room right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of some things that have become clear this morning. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, whether it's Thursday or Friday, shit will have come to light. New shit has come to new light. Shit. You are not privy. Also, well, you are now privy to all the new shit. First off, we should probably mention that this is if you're coming in, you've never been to tested before, and and you are part of a new audience, perhaps you may. Uh, this is don't listen to this show if your kids are in the car. You with may you. you may wish to invest in a pair of earmuffs. Yeah, this is not necessarily a show for children. Maybe we should just say earmuffs, old school style, before we say anything. We do occasionally use um, colorful language. Uh, but we're going to try to, you know, the full spectrum of colorful yeah. language. It's, it's more colorful situations, I think, than language. Like we're, we're, well, I mean, there's occasionally we are enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah sometimes some of the topics are, are some adult. sometimes a little off color. There's uh, there's adult topics and adult conversations. Adult content. In the show. Yeah, this is tested after dark. Yeah, um, <laughs> I like so, that. 
So <laughs> that's what you should call the podcast. <laughs> Love line. Welcome yeah. With Drew Pinsky. Right, Dr. Look, Drew. What is Hold going on. on? First off, if you haven't watched the video on the site explaining what's going on, pause the podcast, go load up tested, find the video. It's the first slot on the top of the slides. Mm-hmm. Watch that and then come back. Because well, the story is called What's Going On with Tested, Spo- right? Massive spoilers. So you need to watch that also, video. Also, yeah. you might want to record yourself watching the video. Yeah, I think that's a funny, stupid idea. Yeah. And then post that video to YouTube. We'll post the best ones as responses. Yeah, to reaction I'll, I'll retweet it'll all like two, It'll be like yeah. two girls, one cup all over again. Exactly. Right. Will and I are not no, reenacting. There's no, there's no two soft girls, serve ice cream here. I think that that video you posted has the best. I'm, as a fan of twist endings, it's yeah. one of the best twist endings I've ever seen. Well, you know twist <laughs> yeah, endings. And I, and I, and I, I, I have to be right a I'm, I'm working with Knight, and my own movie had a tw- had a little bit of a twist. That's at the true. End, so I'm a connoisseur of twists. It, it kind of had two twists, and actually. I, and I give your twist an A plus. Excellent. Two thumbs Thank up, you, sir. Hmm. Um, so okay, so I'm assuming you've listened to the video now. You've watched the video. Yes, welcome back. The yeah, thanks for coming back. Uh, so we have <laughs> as if someone's going to watch the video and say F that I'm not listening yeah, to the I'm podcast not, anymore I'm out <laughs> yeah. I hope not I imagine that they yeah. they have all come back uh, so here's the deal uh, Whiskey Media parent company of Tested and Giant Bomb Comic Vine all that stuff has uh, sold bits and pieces to different places uh, some of the pieces namely Giant Bomb and Comic Vine were sold to CBS Interactive uh, we're super stoked for those guys. They're going to go over there. They have access to a ton more resources, right. and they've actually got their own live stream and like, stuff. Yeah, going they're, on they're talking about that stuff now. What so it's all about. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. Just please know we are super stoked for those guys. Yes. They, they, this is a good thing. I know it seems scary right now, possibly, but but for it's going to end up being great yeah. for them. And also, I mean, they will remain. They'll be exactly the same. Nothing yeah. is changing with them from what we understand. And we are still best buds with them. Yeah, like when we have Octobercast, they're going to. Will Jeff and Ryan, Patrick, and all those dudes, if they want to come, are more than welcome, of course. And if they'll have us, we'll be on TNTs in the future. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I, you know, I whatever the to, Friday um, happy hour stuff. I, pl- I plan to to visit there. Yeah, this is this is also time for us to announce our new fall show whenever they do the big live live show we're going to do the big live live show live uh so that'll be a thing too uh i mean we'll compete maybe we'll do a little crossover or something we'll, we'll, but we're still going to be hanging out with those guys we're still friends with those guys i, I mean i i absolutely love everything that giant bomb and comic find have yeah, done i like I mean, that I, tnt couch too much to never go yeah. sit on it again yeah no i mean you, shoot where, where who are you going to tell gonna shoot? Say shoot that guy nobody my, my t-shirt will become outdated That's, if i don't keep it exactly. keep the meme alive you got, you got to keep that going um now on the tested news front uh we've been bought by this com- by a company in la called berman braun uh, and the exciting thing is we're going to be working with Jamie and Adam from the Mythbusters uh, to Tested is going to really be their familiar. website. Right. Tested is going to be – we're making Tested into a site where we're going to keep doing the same stuff we've been doing. We're Thanks, not going Chloe. anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We're still going to talk about phones and tablets and all that stuff. But we're going to add to it a lot more kind of uh, uh, broader topics that perhaps we've covered on the podcast in the past right. are going to be explored more in depth on the site. So Tested is just getting bigger and more all-encompassing. Broader and more awesome is yep. what I like to think of it. And, yep. and we're going to be keep doing video content, a ton of video. Uh, the Jamie and Adam love what we're doing, like like what we're doing with video. Uh, they're excited about expanding their ability to do stuff on the web. Yes, Chloe is clearly enthusiastic about this. Hey, Will. Yeah, Norm. I know Jamie and Adam from TV. Yeah, yeah. Me too, Norm. Wow. Yeah, it was weird, right? Is this is this all a bit surreal for you guys? Because when I you sh- you sent me the the private link to that video last night. Yeah, and I kind of knew it was coming, and it's still an amazing reveal when you reveal that you're you're working now with with the MythBusters. Yeah. 
It's, and, and, and in many ways, it seems like such a natural, perfect fit because I've I've often thought of you guys as kind of like the junior myth. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> and so, <laughs> do we get like little badges that we can sew onto our shirts? Yeah, for why junior not? Mythbusters? So, so, so it's it, it all makes perfect sense, and yet at the same time, it's so it's bizarre. It, it's surreal. Yeah, don't you think? I, it's more surreal than weird. So uh, you're you're right. It's a natural fit, and I, I think when we first launched the site two years ago, the first video we did. Uh, the condom camera with video. the condom camera, putting a flip camera in a real plastic case versus into a condom and jumping into a pool of water. Uh, we got wore a really plen- dumb bathing suit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, it was costumes yeah. everything. You guys we got IMs Adam and Jamie and, yeah, type pe- things People in the said, past. you know, oh, you guys are just like those guys. Right. Yeah, so and now you're even more like them. So the really yeah. good news for us out of this is that, I mean, in addition to getting to work with Jamie and Adam, which is awesome, yeah. we have a, a significantly larger budget. We're going to be doing a lot more kind of projects and stuff like that. I mean, we have a ton of good how-to stuff lined up already. It's going to start pro- in progress really next week in yeah. earnest. Yeah. Um, and and we're, we're going to have access to all the people and or a lot of the people that, that those guys know. So, right. you know, our our net of potential stories is going to be much, much broader. Uh, those guys, the Jamie and Adam are on tour right now. When when they're back, we'll see if we can sit down and maybe record a podcast or something with them so they can talk about what they want from the site. You got you've got to be stoked. Right? I mean, part, oh of the reason, part of the reason why it seems surreal to me is that it's almost like this, this is too awesome to can this be real? Did these guys photoshopped into the video or is this actually so but it's actually happening? Yeah, at, at, at one point. Like I got an email that said, "Hey, we want you to sit down with Jamie and Adam and talk about tested and like what you like about the site and what you want to what, what what where you think you can take tested." Right. Um. And we went over to M Five, which is their production house where they do all a lot of the work for the for the show. Um. And like walking around there is like Disneyland for for kind of makers and nerds and, right. and geeks. I mean, there's right. there's robots all over the place. Right. There's like tank tread things. There's these weird. Weird props from the show. There's a wall. There's a wall that's what, like 60, 70 feet long and 35 feet high, probably, that's just full of like boxes where there's stuff that they've had over the years that they think they might need again in the future. And it's all like labeled and it's on, there's giant extension ladders and the whole thing. It's like a library of, of nerdy awesomeness. So, so I mean, we, we want to bring you guys into that stuff and show you it's all. Like, it's like your future selves came back through time <laughs> and said, come with us. Right. I saw that South Park. Yeah. Yeah, don't do drugs. That's the rule. You guys are like the wild stallions who oh. are gonna who are gonna unite the world, Rufus, and br- and bring an end to war and so poverty. That makes, so that makes you You're Rufus. Rufus. I, yeah, I, yeah. Congratulations, I, Gary. Yeah, I love it. Um. So yeah, I don't want to talk too much about this. Well, you're gonna shave, right? You're gonna shave. I can't. I can't at this point. Okay. I mean, the nice thing is Adam has a goatee, and I have the full beard. So right. now we'll, I've also we'll, heard we'll that avoid. you have. Like, obviously, I think there's a lot you can learn from these guys. Yeah, and, but, but I think the, the opposite is true. Also, like, didn't you? T- apparently, some of you has already started to rub off on these guys. Like, didn't you tell me that it's Adam possible is already that Lego has Adam has already started buying Lego? <laughs> it's because, possible because of your influence. It's possible. This is this is a filthy um, I'm, thing. I'm going to tech shop this weekend. I signed up for a couple of machining classes, so I'm going to learn how to work a lathe and uh, and a. Uh, 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 some other three axes. So you already feel like you're stepping up your game because of this. I, I, I this is. I mean, we have access to stuff that we've never had access to before. We have budgets to do projects we never could have really accomplished right. before, and we also have access to the expertise of the guys that work at M5 yeah. behind the scenes and do all the stuff that's that that makes makes the Adam and Jamie stuff awesome. So let's let's uh, lay it out there. What's the same? What will be the same is Will and I are still going to be there. We'll be Every doing day. more work, yeah. writing more, being more videos now that we have more resources and more access to stuff. Yeah. We'll still do a little podcast. This is, and this is an important point to make as well because I think often the, rea- the instant reaction to, to news of change in the age of the internet is often to go, oh my God, what's going on? This is terrible. Yeah, but, but like, take a breath. 
And as Norm says, a lot of the stuff that you love is just going to be the same, right? This podcast isn't going anywhere. And the video right. is completely honest. Like, if you've followed us on the site for the past two years, we, you know that we've done more yeah. than just tech. Yes, we came from Maximum PC. We came from laptops and desktops and video cards. And we moved into you know, phones and tablets. And we'll still be doing all that stuff. But we also did coffee. This, yeah, and, and, and frying frying turkeys. turkeys and stuff like that. Yeah, and we've talked about and wanting to, to play around fair. with golf stuff and all kinds of yeah. things well, that are kind of more on the fringes, right? But they're no longer on the fringes. This is now it's more all actually, on topic. It's all within exactly. your remit. I mean, if you if you follow us on Twitter, then you know the kind of things that Norm and I are interested in. What we're going to do on the site is an extension of that. I mean, we're not we're not doing anything. We're not going to nothing's fake, right? That's always always the rule. And it's not like we're experts on everything. It's a learning process. And but you're now here we have the access ride. to exactly. experts on everything. Yes, this is the really exciting thing. So um, we'll have more to, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a new design on Friday, which we're both yeah, really so, excited so the about. Things are changing. Is that because we are partnering with? You know, it's not a one time thing with Jamie no. Adam. We're we're now tied to them. Tested is their site. Yeah, so the site will look different. All the old stuff, all the old videos, articles will still be there. Right, and it'll just look a little different. Uh, subscriber stuff we should hit a little bit because if you're a premium member, you'll want to know. Uh, your premium membership is going to. I think it's going to. There's a fact that Dave wrote for the Giant Bomb side of this, so I don't want to. I don't just go find that on Giant Bomb. Uh, it, read it. It gives the details on their side. Uh, we'll you'll retain. Premium subscriber status on tested until the end of your existing subscription. What that's going to mean is um, uh, you'll you'll have a badge on the forums just like you do now. Um, you won't see ads on the site for the duration of your subscription. Right. We'll probably at some point do something that's like a founding member or something like that. So the people were here before the change will have you, you'll have something that reflects your status. Will there continue as a to be like a the, delineation the, between con- free content and premium content? No. Nope. For the time being, we're going to be doing premium content soon. We don't have a solution to do that right now. Okay. Uh, so what that means is that all of the subscriber content up until this point is going to be free for everyone starting tomorrow. Oh, that's that's actually that's yeah. a great news. So if you missed Bricked and didn't want to pay for it, you got a oh, lot of really boring. So all that content. all that premium content is now grandfathered back in. I hope you air quoted the premium there, but yeah, no, no, no. I mean, all of <laughs> is the that Brick true? Stuff. The giant bomb stuff as well, by the way. Uh, the giant bomb stuff. It's just the tested premium content. Okay. So that means happy hours that we were in, uh, jar time, bricks, like you bricked, said, right? Um, and any other premium stuff that we've done over right. there, right? And, and the, the and, podcasts, and the, the, the video, video podcast, yeah. yeah, all of that stuff is is going to be premium. That's actually huge. I um, love that. And we're also shifting to YouTube for all of our video delivery. So if you didn't like the the flow player stuff, the stuff that we had on the site existing, if you had problems with that, you can have all your own of our video is 720p on YouTube. We have our own channel. Um, so that that stuff should be really seamless and really easy for people to. Now, here's a question I want to ask you. Um, you said that the, the remit of the site is going to grow. Broaden. Like you talk about art and science and kind of bigger topics. Can you, can you give me a, a, a more specific example of some of the things that you want to... Do you want to just jump right be... into the news? Because that, that's where we're going to start. Let's, let's do that. Okay. All right. That's your way of answering the question. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. Um, so did you hear about the, the, rock, the le- rock lobster? Rock lobster. Rock lobster. They're giant rock Wait, no, lobsters. no. That's not it. It's land lobster. Well, they live in rocks. They live on it. So, saddest story I've read all year. You know what it reminds? It reminds me of Douglas. As many things do, it reminds me of Douglas Adams' story. So there's this island off the coast of Australia. It's like 1,800 feet uh, wide, 1,800 feet tall. It's, I, I, I remember the units in meters, but it's a very, very small island. It's like one part of a volcanic caldera, and the rest of it eroded away. It's a giant rock. It's like an 1,800-foot-high cliff that yeah. just sticks out of the ocean. This is blowing my mind, by the way, because yeah. we shouldn't really be talking about this until fake outtakes. But now I it's... Know, now science it's, talk. Like you said before, off-topic is now on-topic. Now is, fake outtakes... Now we... 
we might just have to spin fake outtakes out into its own show. This is very confusing to me because I can, I'm, I'm already trying to figure out how I can get back to bashing Android from <laughs> this lo- this lobster story. I, can't, I, I feel like there's too many degrees of separation. There's, there's, there'll be opportunities later today. We'll Don't get worry. there. Okay. Yeah. Um, we we'll give so the big, people what big, they want. Big lobster. Okay, so, but it's not a lobster. What it is is a, a stick insect. Okay. I, I, do you know what stick insects are? They're those. They're typically very small. Yeah, they're insects that look like a stick. Yeah, they they live on the stem of a tree. Yes. and that like their their defense is that they're camouflaged to look like a plant. Do you know what stick insects are? Well, I I, some, I don't know. I never know how the fauna in England differs from the fauna in North America. And of course, this is in Australia, the place yeah. where all giant insects where all live. the crazy right. shit, oh, the, the most goodness. dangerous place on earth. It's, yeah. it's like have you told. seen that uh, the uh, Ricky Gervais show bit where they talk about Australia? It's like. A giant rock. You know how you walk down the street and see a rock and you lift it up and there are like bugs underneath yeah. it? You don't touch that, right? Yeah. yeah. Australia's one giant rock. Yeah. Where you lift it, it's all the giant insects in the world. Gross. Every every time you see a picture on the on the internet, someone says, Look what I found in my shower this morning. And it's a it's a spider <laughs> oh. the size of a fucking beach ball. Do not want that's yeah. in Australia. I guarantee it every time. Almost always. So um so this this guy right here. Is I'm I'm finding the the scientific name. It's a giant lobster-like bug that was thought to be extinct. So it was native to Australia, and but rats, of it's, course, it's all the rats' fault. Rats uh, came to Australia. Yeah, no, 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 Lord, these all grew on this place called Lord Howe Island, which is okay, off the coast right, of Australia. Right. A ship wrecked there in the in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and rats came ashore. And the rats were like, oh, "Okay, this is cool." And then they found the giant stick insects, and it was a buffet. So they wiped out the giant stick insects on this little tiny island. 13 miles away, there's this rock that sticks up out of the ocean. And uh, in the early 2000s, some climbers found a bush on this rock 250 feet up above the water that had what looked like recently dead corpses of these enormous insects that they'd never seen before. So they went back and told the scientists. And, and the upshot is that they're nocturnal animals. So some some scientists that also climb went out in the middle of the night, climbed 250 feet up this cliff in the middle of the ocean, and found that there were 24 of these insects remaining in the world. And they're and they're about a foot long. They're really big. And they've been living off this one big. shrub, right, for past hundred years, eighty years, yeah, generations. See, that of that, this that to me is the ultimate job. Scientist who also climbs, yeah, like s- an adventurer, scientist is just Absolutely. like that's the like, real life Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. So, so they took four. Alan of them Quartermain, uh, yes. Nathan Drake. Well, none of these are people. No, no, none Nathan these people Drake's are really scientists. scientists. He's a treasure hunter. Well, no, but he knows about shit. He's educated. Just, just in the interest of treasure hunting. More about history though, and than science. incredibly linear, boring stories. So they took, they took a few of these insects, just four. a few of them, four of them. Two went to two, a private breeder who has expertise in that kind of insect. Mm-hmm. Two of them went to a zoo in Melbourne, I think. Yeah, two died. Two died immediately. Immediately. And yeah. the other two that they were allowed to bring out started breeding, and now they are beginning to revive the species. Yeah, now they've got to figure to extinct. out where to reintroduce them. Because the bush won't Aus- support Apparently them. Australians don't want them. Australians. Well, they're, they're scary. Terrifying. They're giant, terrifying insects. They're, they're, we'll, we'll put up. This will be the picture for the podcast today. It is a monstrous, horrible looking monster. But it's a lovely story. It reminds me of the Oogla nut tree from uh, Douglas Adams. Remember the Oogla nut tree? Yes. It's, the, and, and the, the point I would, I would make off that is that you don't. The, what this constantly um, amazes me. And you see this every time you see like a new nature documentary. Like yeah. I'm fascinated by those ones where they go like down to the depths of the, of the ocean. Yeah. And you see things. Like the that, planet Earth stuff. Yeah. And you see things that only should exist in science fiction. But you don't, you don't need to make this stuff up. The stuff that we keep discovering in the real natural world is even more amazing Bananas. than anything we can make up. Oh, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's, the, rock, that's the rock lobsters. I, I found this story uh, uh, personally terrifying. 
so uh, yeah, if you see a giant four foot or uh, seven inch insect, the lesson is don't mash it. It's maybe super do think, endangered. Do you think there's ever a possibility that like the evolutionary natural order of things could change? Like, is there a point where another you species think the could, can rise? Could ex- could, yeah, could have, could accelerate evolution beyond us. And well, next, it, we, we it didn't happen for the dinosaurs. Yeah, well, they they kind of got wiped out by a meteor or whatever. But life finds I'm, ta- I'm a way. talking about another race that says we've had enough of this. Did you watch Planet of the Apes this weekend? No, but I mean that's that's the kind yeah. of thing we're talking about. Although again, that was the result of like human genetic engineering. I think it's much more likely that we'll wipe ourselves out and then something will rise. I'm just talking about like if there was an island of like us. of like telekinetic insects or whatever that we that we didn't know about, and the next thing you know, it's like yes, we now reveal ourselves to you, human. Our plans are ready. Like we're fucked, basically. Well, what are you going to do against an army of yeah, telekinetic was, insects? Yeah. <laughs> this is this is one of those things, uh, just like the 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 cat parasites, right? You know, there are parasites that live in cats and mice and other in, and insects that ch- actively change their behaviors uh, through secreting stuff in specific portions of the brain, yeah, so that they behave in ways that are more likely to spread the parasite. I th- I think you know it, this is kind of weird, but like sometimes when I'm laying in bed and our cat lays on my chest watching me he's trying to infect you in my no in my imagination i'm living in a world where cats have taken over and now humans have cat overlords that supervise them and like make and keep us in check you saw the cat from outer space with the diamond uh, necklace oh yeah i love that movie when i was a kid that was a benevolent space cat though yeah but he could where there's benevolent space cats there's also i'm just saying i'm not hearing enough talk about this on the presidential campaign trail This is a serious a real concern. The Why are we overlords? not spending more time and federal resources on investigating defenses against possible telekinetic insect attack? I'll, that uh, is a that whoever starts talking about that is going to get my our vote. own telekinesis. Yeah, army. Obama. Yeah, we need to bring back MK Ultra or something. We need to start. You know, I, I like to think that somewhere in, uh, what, in the depths this, of DARPA, MK Ultra. MK Ultra was the secret CIA plan to develop telepathic telekinetic abilities, oh. remote viewing, thought, okay. mind control, that kind of stuff. Like the X Men. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, but I'm saying somewhere in the depths of DARPA or Area 51 or fucking somewhere, they need to be working on this shit because you never know. You've got it's to that, expect the unexpected. It's good that you're practicing on language. Yeah, I'm doing well so you're, far. You're, you yeah, think? you're like four for four so far. Yeah, we're we're in deep here. I'm just gonna. I still think you should just. Ble- I, I still think over. you should just bleep stuff. That's because you want me to have to listen listen to five hours of podcast. Yeah, and I don't want to have constantly. to restrain my natural artistic I know. expression. I, you're trying to censor me, dude. Is cause me about this is America. I'm an American citizen, I'm just turn and I demand my First Amendment rights yeah, and yeah, no yeah. insect overlords and no insect. I will not vote for an insect overlord. I would not vote for an insect president. What if the other insect president candidate was worse? If given it's the a choice, two-party system, Gary. It only works that way. Given the choice between two insect presidential candidates. Answer bees. I guess I would, I would go with, for the one I would want to have a beer with. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. Who do you want to hang out with? Kiss my babies. Man? That's I right. Sh- he can shake six or eight yeah. people. He can, he can, kiss, or he he can, can shake, shake eight hands at he once. Can, he can kiss six babies at a time. Wow. One per hand. Just think, if an insect actually did run for president, he would be unbeatable. Mandibles. Yeah. It's all about the mandibles. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some real news. I thought this was the real stuff. <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica is going out of print. Now I have some opinions about this. Yeah. So when I was a kid, we didn't we didn't have an Encyclopedia Britannica because it was really expensive. It always has been. Yeah, we had we had like a forty year old world book right. basically. So I learned when I sat down and wanted to learn something that I learned about how things were in the sixties. 
Maybe it was a 20. I don't know anyone that ever that. really owned a full Britannica. I used to go when I was a kid. I would go to the library. So I never, I, 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 I'm not, I didn't grow up with Britannica. I saw the commercial on TV. Explain to me what the volumes were like and how the distribution method. I mean, and, it's a massive, it's a massive shelf. Full okay. of books. It's it's. I, I don't remember. So is, exactly. it, is it one book? One, one book per letter. The one that I, one book per letter usually. Yeah. Sometimes it, dep- it depends. Two. I think. It, yeah. It depends. On, like you know. And then when you get to the end of the alphabet, like X and Z and whatever. Like sometimes they mash them up. But it's typically. And I'm just going by my own childhood memories. And I would go to the library, and they weren't books that you could check out. You you had, you just read them there. Okay. Reference books. Yeah. Um, like every library had a, had a set. They yeah. would every year they would yeah. release an entire set, and you could buy letters. Like I remember. In like the episode of French, you could buy. Like, yeah, you know, there were plans. I believe they used oh, to. Have, they used Will to. Be, has. There you oh go. My, oh my! There well, you this go. Is a dictionary. Now but, they used to have people that would go door to door and sell you these, right? Oh yeah. And given that it was an expensive set, wasn't the wasn't the idea that if you wanted to own a set, you bought them like a volume at a time? Yeah, you like, buy a like letter at a time. I basis? think that was World Book. Like, I don't think Britannica did the installment plan. Well, so here, so okay. Well, that's that's Webster's dictionary. So this is the Webster's new new international dictionary. It's three volumes. They're each the size of. To put it in context, it's like the size of a graphic novel. Yeah, it's like, like an ultimate. Like that. This actually reminds me a lot novel. of the one. It's, on, it's the biggest item on my Amazon wish list that I don't think is ever going to get fulfilled. The dictionary? I, I never wanted the Britannica, mm-hmm. but I always wanted the full, complete, unabridged Oxford English Dictionary, which is like 30 volumes. So this one, this this I won in a spelling bee uh, when I was in oh, sixth grade. Do you remember what, what was the word? word yeah. Was? A banana. The girl that I Are was, you really? How old were you? Really? Sixth grade, so ten. No way. What a banana no, was no, no. the final no, no. word? The problem was the girl that the girl that was the real challenge couldn't e- spell banana. A- she put a- an extra A N in. Oh no. Banana banana. 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 And then the rest of the people were it was just like they went down one You'll never forget that. Never forget. Uh, and then the next year, ironically, I misspelled sausage with a C. So that was uh that was embarrassing. So people are upset because the, the the print book edition of Britannica is going out of print. The last, They're not going to bother anymore. The last volume yeah. is 2010. I feel like we should try to buy a set. I want to buy some. I want to buy like, the entire if you, 2010 If you're going to buy something dumb and waste money on something, it's... That, how how much does that go for? Is, it, it is, it is a like waste a thousand of money. Bucks. Static, oh. static printed information yeah. is a moribund Cause, form. Because here's the thing. If you look at this dictionary right now, Think of all the words. This dictionary was 1989, yeah. 87 probably. Yeah. So there are already so words in there proactive. that have been retired. It's there are there. new words that are not in there. Yeah. Internet. Tweet. Uh, tweet. Let's tweet. Bling. Tweet will be Bling. in there. What if I want to look up bling? Your dictionary is tweet. useless to me. Tweet will be in there, Gary, because tweet has been a word for a long time. Oh, tweet. As a, yeah, yes, but it won't have the definition. It won't have the updated definition. That's true. That's true. There will be no annoyed grunt. Doe. It's yep. not in there. Every every year that they introduce those new words, I'm slightly more. I feel like it makes the, me older. The language is being gutted with each. That's year. what old people always think. But, here. but here's the point I wanted to make. A lot of people, including some friends of mine whose opinions I, I respect, I think they were wrong on this. Like I saw a bunch of people saying, like, "Oh, thanks a lot, Jimmy Wales. Look what you've done." This isn't Jimmy Wales' fault. No, it's it's, no. it's college students. It's computers. It's the it's, internet. It's it, you know what it's called. It's called progress. And we all love the idea of a, a, a you know, the, it feels scholarly, it feels learned to have a, a big set of books, encyclopedias on the shelf. But yeah. it's just not but it, where the world is going. It's 500 megabytes of data. Yeah. It's, it's, you could put it on your phone. Yeah. There's no reason not to it's carry it with you everywhere. Like everybody agrees, I think mostly, that um, music and movies and stuff going digital is a, is, is a, a good idea. But it's funny, when it comes to books and particularly scholarly works like encyclopedias, there's a kind of a protective bubble around that that people feel like if that becomes digitized, if the physical version goes away, we've lost something. And I don't agree with that well, at I, all. I think you, it, the onus is put on uh, Britannica right now because it's still a paid product. 
and they do have apps and digital edition. Yeah. I don't have it's it. a subscription product. Right. They need to recreate the experience of the book where, you know, instead of just looking, in addition to searching for words, like if you want to find what tweet means or bling, right, you can also do the browse method because what people loved about the original books was browsing. You get your, your T volume in and then you flip yeah. through and you go. It was fun just to wander you, around and discover things. They need that. You do that on Wikipedia now by clicking yeah. links. Yeah. Right. So it's a different way. But there's a lot of serendipity in the yeah. in, in just the browsing one letter. We should do the Wikipedia game sometime where you sit down with Wikipedia and you see like you st- everybody starts on this one page and you, everything you ends in psychology. For 30 minutes you know, and I'm, see actually, where you end up. I'm actually thinking about getting g- exploring what finding out whatever the Encyclopedia Britannica app is and getting it because I love the idea of just sitting on my couch browsing and learning. And learning. Like, look at it, you got to look at it. The, the people that are complaining about this, I think, are the same people that wanted to smash the spinning Jenny. Back, you know, three <laughs> John centuries, Henry, three centuries ago, the steam um, trouble. What yeah. they also need, though, is uh, context for the previous edition. So I want to know what the, you know, the two hundred and forty exactly. I want, I want for one word, one, you know, if it's Afghanistan or if it's, you know, proactive uh, coffee. I want to see what the nineteen hundred page was yeah, yeah. for that. Ned, you know, within the app, the real, the real John Henry, of course, was a man called Ned Ludd. Really? Who back in... The, is he the founder of the Luddites? That's where Luddite comes from. Wait, wait. Wow. John, which John Henry? You know, John, John Henry, Henry was a steel driving man. man. What? Are you kidding me? Oh, when Luddites John Henry and John Henry was a are connected? Baby. Well, yeah, well, so, I mean, it's a similar story. So they brought in a, a, a machine a that could do... On his... Oh, no, 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 no. So the John Henry story, if it, it isn't more of an American fable, but so John Henry was a steel driving man. Yes. Yeah. And they, a working man. And they brought in a machine that could do his job better and quicker and basically put it And out John Henry said, F off. And he said, no, I can do it better than the machine and had a contest with the machine and mm-hmm. beat it, but died in the process, yeah. right? He yes. killed himself. Yeah. Yes. It. And I've often paralleled, uh, compared ourselves to John Henry in news and, and you know, the whole uh, E-How stuff, the demand yeah. media stuff. They use algorithms to generate news. What's the moral of that story meant to be? Which way are you supposed to man beat the, the machine. machine? But he died. The spirit of man. Yeah. So you can't fight progress. The spirit well, of man will always beat so, the machine. Um, also, he was a superhero. Wikipedia, uh, Ned Ludd, real quick. And this is, this is ironic, right? We're oh, going to get it from boy. Wikipedia. Okay, this is the medium is the message. I know looking stuff up is not good, but I'll, I'll keep talking. So, <laughs> um, Ned so, Ludd. With two Ds. Encyclopedia. So, with three Ds. Ned Ludd <clears throat> is where Luddite comes from. Huh. And Will can correct me because he's got it in front of him right now. But as I, as I recall, in like the 17th or 18th, I think it was the 18th century? 18th century. 18th century. Uh, they brought in the spinning Jenny, which was which was a machine that could. Uh, I, I I'm going to get parts of this wrong. That no, could no, wrap. no. You're you're mixing up stories. Am I? Yeah. What did he, Ned Ludd uh, want to smash? The incident incident that transpired his transformation from 18th century common man to a 19th century hero of the proletariat occurred when he broke two stocking frames in right. a fit of rage. Okay, so he he smashed the spinning Jenny was was another thing that was associated with this, but he st- he smashed these machines. That were being brought in because he felt that they were going to put people out of work. Yeah. And Luddite comes from that because now that has become synonymous with people who are afraid of progress. The internet right. says nothing about John Henry being associated with, with Ned Ludd. Yeah, are you sure about this? I well, think I just John sim- Henry was I just think it's, I just think it's a similar story. Oh, it's, okay. like it's, a ma- it's a man wanting to fight it's the a, introduction of machines. Fighting progress, yeah. Right. And I think the people that are complaining about the, 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 Britannica. the Britannica are Luddites. Well, why why couldn't they just do a limited, very limited edition, 
You could for people that want to have yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, and charge a high premium for it. People who want the physical book. But well, you know, if you said to me, "What you that, rather have?" They'll do that. Twenty heavy, twenty heavy volumes on a shelf that never get updated. Some people like. Or that. do you want to sit on the couch with your beautiful so- resolutionary iPad? <laughs> oh no! Don't say resolutionary ever again. And and re- and browse the whole content of it that's constantly being updated. That, that to me just seems better, so, isn't it? So here's the well, it's like the Encycl- Encyclopedia Galactica. Well, I'm, I'm all on the Douglas Adams. The information days. is all there. You're just getting it in a better form. The 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 best commentary I saw in the Encyclopedia Britannica controversy was, and I wish I could remember who wrote it, but basically he said the people who are complaining about the this not being in print form anymore are the people who are more interested in putting it on shelves in their living room to show everybody how learned they are, right. Than the people who are actually interested in the information right yeah so i mean i i'm says says the guy who has the three websters the three you'll tones know that of the they're on the shelf in the spare bedroom uh, where that's we never the, go that, that's the thing it's a vanity item for most people and right. I, I don't think people cared but, until it was going people away people that actually are in the business of accessing information all the time like scholars and scientists and yeah. you know academics don't want that version well, they want like the, the version they can no grab anywhere them. and quickly and they know is updated but that, the digital version's the oh. better way to but do it. But they want to go deeper than the encyclopedia offers. It's almost a brilliant move for them because now I want it more than ever. Yeah. Everyone yeah. is a collector. It actually makes I, I think I'm going to go get – is there oh. an app? I think I want to get it. I'll I, I want to get uh, – now I want the physical I want to support it. Because it's going to be gone. Yeah. And I don't yeah. want to spend however much it is on the full printed version, which I know is going to be out of date in a year. My, my grandparents bought a full printed version of my. When I mean, my you know, was born. it's not like Napoleon's story is going to get updated right. next year, but there's a bunch of stuff that gets yeah, the, like stem cells, whatever. It's shit that's going to get updated all the time. Hey, my my 1950s world books had nothing about Vietnam at all. Right. I think it was still called Sino something. You know what's not in your world book? What? Israel. When did Israel form? In the f- 954? It would have been in that. Israel would have been in there. Okay. It was, I think it was a early 60s, late 50s. Okay. But yeah, I mean, there was a. There was You've a got an anti Semitic world book. Hey, man. Uh, you, you, well, you take what you can get when you, uh, when you can't afford the Britannica. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's going away. I'm okay with it. I was really upset about ebooks at first until I got a, my first Kindle and realized the convenience of having something you could put in your pocket that, that has every book you own it's on it. It's a week of change. This is, this is yet another who ch- moved ch- my cheese ch- moment. People are, people, yeah. People's natural first reaction to change is usually negative. Yeah, I love are, cheese. They like things the way that they are. They're afraid that when it changes, it's going to mean things are going to get worse. The reality is, though, you see this every time they give Facebook a, a, an update, right? Oh, my God, what have they done? Well, it's in, well, three weeks fairness, later, people are just using it. In fairness, those do always get worse. Sometimes they do actually yeah. get worse. But the point is, in most cases, things are changed and improved for the better. And I yeah. understand specifically the sentimental attachment to things like an encyclopedia mm-hmm. on a shelf. But it's not like they're saying, well, we're just throwing away all the knowledge. It's just getting put into a better, cheaper, more nor, accessible nor, form. As somebody who grew up with you know post-encyclopedia age... Do you feel like you missed anything? I never had. I had. I had encyclopedias when I was a kid. Okay. It was one encyclopedia. Oh, like it was the, just the, the three yeah, volumes. Exactly. Thing. And you know what? I was. Ex- I was extremely excited when I, I had Encarta on CD-ROM. Yeah, and you know I, what I, I love that. Do and this is where the delineation exists because they have different strengths. Um, if CD-ROM. I want, if I wanted to read about Napoleon, yeah, for like, to use that example again, like a famous person in history or Hitler, well, whoever. Okay, I don't know why I keep thinking. Go with Napoleon. Bad please. people. Well, Napoleon yeah. wasn't really that much better. I mean, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't... Okay, he's say... Not, he's, not, um, he's not looked at... Albert Einstein. Mary Queen of Scots. Albert Einstein. Okay, Albert Einstein. I think good. most people can agree that... He's an okay dude. Well, I guess he we... He did fe- build the bomb, atomic though. Atomic bomb. Yeah, yeah, well, he regretted that, though. But, okay, doesn't really make him not... Doesn't make the bomb God, not I'm exist. having a hard time thinking of someone that's just completely, like, everyone agrees um, in history is great. Nelson Mandela? Tesla. Tesla. No, right. he was he was exploitative of his workers. 
Uh, Turing. Turing's good. Turing, come on. Turing's okay. Turing. If you're a homophobe. Uh, I don't care what the homophobes yeah, say. That's true. I'm Fuck okay them. Yeah. That. yeah. That would, see, Again, that was ju- that's justified. That's justified. Oh, my God. Okay. Alan Turing. Make the point. Okay, so I want to read about... Let's, uh, let's go back to Einstein. I feel like I, being I, in I my think Einstein room, is a net positive overall. <laughs> I feel like the dining room is <laughs> jacking Turing, up our normal flow here. Hey, yeah. you know what? We're really getting off to a great start with this new yeah, science talk. I can't, I can't. Arguing over whether or not Albert Einstein was a good person in history. <laughs> um, oh, uh, so if I want to read... The point I make is if I want to read about Albert Einstein... I could probably get a very accurate article from Wikipedia, but you again with Wikipedia, you never really know. The I would, I would for Albert Einstein, I would go to Britannica. But if I want to read about true blood I, or some <laughs> pop culture nonsense, Britannica's not gonna have that. Yeah. If I want like pop culture ephemera, yeah. Wikipedia is yeah. actually a great And it's gonna go real deep. And, and yeah. I can have a quick oh, link yeah. to IMDB and I have a quick yeah. link to TMZ and literally when I interviews. when I wanted to find out what the Oogalanut tree people were called for this article I yeah, wrote, right. and then I ended up not putting it in right. anyway. I typed in Douglas Adams always live in tree. Right. And it takes me right to and a page again, of all the fictional characters yes, yes. In, in Douglas Adams. And work. you're not going to get that it's from perfect. Britannica. So for stuff of substance, I would get from Britannica, the fluff, the trivia, the rest of it, I, Wikipedia is great I don't for think that. that's fair though. Cause like when Wikipedia was new, they had a lot of problems with people coming in and defacing pages. Right. Like the time that I put the bit in about the feral koalas in Northern right. California, right. just to mess with my mom. The, uh, the, 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 <laughs> I think that they've kind of locked that stuff no, down to, now. To, like to, now, when you deface a Wikipedia page, somebody fixes it in like three to, minutes. To be fair, like I, I looked at the Wikipedia page for like, for example, World War Two. Yeah. Recently, and it's huge. Yeah. And it's as far as I, I, I know a bit about World War Two. I, I and, feel pretty safe at this point that when it's big stuff like that, Wikipedia, there's not well, going to be a much erroneous information. There's links there. off to all of like the side stuff. Like if you want to yeah. read about the Finnish conflicts and the Russian conflicts, there's whole other massive pages. And again, that, that of course is the other great benefit is that dynamic kind of information. If I want to read about the Russian front, I just click on it and yeah. go to that whole other area. I don't have to, I don't have to go and get the R volume off the shelf. No. I just click right there. Yeah, you and can... I get animation and video, and this is what it's supposed to so be. So progress is good, is what we're taking away from this. Yes, and the people that again, the people that are complaining about it are the people that always complain about any kind of change. Yeah, I don't like people who complain about change. Personal thing. Uh, okay, other uh, new stuff this week. Uh, Google I/O. Uh, they announced that they're only allowing people who are Google Plus members, and they're only accepting payment with Google Wallet. What's Google I/O? So Google, Google every I.O. year is like their WWDC. Right. And last year, okay, uh, so every conference. year Google has this massive developer conference. It's in San Francisco. Uh, I think the bigger story, I mean, the Google Plus and the, and the Google Wallet stuff is uh, that makes sense because it's their ecosystem. Kind of. The, the bigger story is that they raise the prices. Whoa! Triple fold. Well, that makes sense since they get, usually give away about fifteen hundred dollars yeah. so worth. of It's hardware. been kind of this like that's industry yeah, that's in, industry secret that if you go to Google I/O. You get free stuff. Well, they, get, getting, like, they got Chromebooks last year, didn't they? Well, they last got year Chromebooks, they Chromebooks, tablets, and phones. The, the new, uh, the Samsung 10.1 and a phone. And the ticket was $300. Right. Kind of silly. And it sold out in an hour. It's not bad. This well, year, I mean, it makes sense for them to make to incentivize developers, developers to go. But it turns out a bunch of people who weren't developers were going yeah, just to get free hardware. It sold out in an hour. This year, they're changing it. Uh, Registration is going to be open later this month. So it's $1,200. And bucks. it's $900. Hmm. Yeah, we'll nine hundred dollars for a regular yeah, ticket. The stu- there's a student price. I don't think the students. I hope you get, get some good stuff. free stuff for that. Well, I mean, it's usually a good way to get access to early hardware. Okay, it's, it's where they reveal the the new hardware. Yeah. For, I mean, although with no, I don't think they're going to be pushing Chromebooks this year. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. Who knows? It, fe- it, it feels a bit sinister, of, you know, forcing people to use their their stuff. But I guess that that's what you do. You got to leverage your your stuff, right? St- stuff we- that you're trying to get off the ground, like Google Plus, like Google Wallet. 
yeah, they want to they want to encourage people to use it. Did you guys read Nick Bilton's thing about Google Plus about how Google Plus is doing and what the what they need to do to make it better? I re- I think so. The bits I tweeted it the other day. Um, basically. He, was it the thing about how people only spend like three minutes on Google well, Plus? No, that was a couple weeks ago. That was ago. another thing. Okay. That was a different so thing. So what was this piece? Uh, Nick, Nick Bilton from the New York Times Bits blog basically said, uh, hey, I think that the problem with Google Plus is um, – I can't remember what he said, but I thought he was wrong. Damn. Uh, do you remember, Norm? This is <laughs> terrible. Uh, why did I bring this up? I don't know. Um, uh, the, the upshot is I think he said that um, – oh, damn. I really can't remember. Let's talk about why we think Google Plus isn't doing very. I, you have a lot of followers on Google Plus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have by, by the end of the month, I'm gonna have a million followers. What's at, the, at the current rate of growth? What's the top count on Google Plus followers right now? I Who's think it's the, about Britney Spears is number one with about two still? and a half million. So you're half as popular as Britney Spears. Yes, that's terrifying. That's been, that's been my dream. How did this happen? I have more followers than Lady Gaga on Google Plus, who is the number wow. one most followed people on t- person on Twitter. Yeah. So that'll t- get Shelly explained the disparity. Something's jacked up over there. What I mean, has Google I mean, reached the top, out? I'm in the top 100 followed people on Google Plus. I think I'm like number 90 something. Oh I'm always in there. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're, you're a Google Plus that's, ambassador. That's really the only reason I've stayed because I don't think it right now, I think it's got potential, but it's not brilliant. The only reason I'm sticking around is because I've got so many followers there that that is in its own way kind of seductive, you know? So but if I only had a few followers, I'd be like, well, what am I getting from this that I'm not already getting from Twitter and Facebook? Uh, so the thing that I think about Google+, Plus, because I used it for a fair amount when it launched, and then I stopped. The thing I find is I use Twitter and Facebook more from my phone and iPad than any place else. Yeah, and Google+, Plus has the mobile app's terrible. The mobile app's terrible. The web experience is terrible on mobile. Um, and And even at the best of times on the PC, the interface isn't particularly good. This is what I don't get. If you're, if you're Google and you have all their countless billions of dollars in resources and you're serious about making Google Plus successful, instead of forcing people to use it by you know, saying, well, if you want to go to our conference or whatever, blah, 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 why not just make it good? And yeah. trust me, people yeah. will come. Yeah. Well, so, so what, what Bilton said is that he thinks the problem is the design's bad. Like he yeah, thinks, the design is not great. The design is definitely. I would agree with that, but I think the larger problem because I don't ever go to the Twitter website. Very rarely, right? I, I only never go to the, the Facebook website. website. Right. I go to the Facebook website once a day. The only time I go to the Facebook Facebook is on an iPad when I'm sitting here. I want to huh. see people's baby pictures from home. Interesting. Twitter, I use apps whether I'm on desktop, PC, whatever, uh, uh, iPad, phone, Android, whatever. Yeah, they need to open up so people can make their own desktop. They apps. need an API so people can build an app ecosystem. Right? Yeah. That's the thing that boosted Twitter. Well, they need to do something completely different. I don't think. People just wanted another place to share the same photos no, but, that they were sharing but on people, Facebook or the same instant messages they were sharing on Twitter. I want to be able to blast all the stuff out from one thing. I want to maintain all those social networks with one stop. I don't want to have to well, do there it. Well, there, there are extensions and things out there that will let you yeah, do that. It doesn't that. work very well. They like should have just bought Path. Over here. I, would love it. I would love it if they made Path the Google Plus app. That would be fantastic. Because then you have that, you get rid of that whole privacy worry. I mean, yeah. aside from if the, the Google the Plus app stuff. was as good as the Path app, I'd be using it all day. Yeah, you would never stop. I, I would use that instead of Twitter. Well, the idea of circles is close to Path, right? right? It's your personal but circle. Circles is Path Plus, right? And, and On paper, it's great. The idea of circles, I was really um, seduced by that when they first because it's like it's it's the best of Twitter and Facebook. It's like you can yeah. make any post, one place, each post as private or as public as you like. Mm-hmm. Different. This one goes to my work people. This one goes to my friends. On paper, it makes perfect sense. 
in reality, managing those circles is kind of a hassle. It's more I just, work. Yeah. I just post almost everything publicly, and then things, you know, and they've got another circle just for friends. Let that's God it. sort it out. That's it. Post it in public and let 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 the let the internet work it out. Right. That's what I say. Right. Um. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. I apologize for forgetting what Nick said at the beginning. Uh, let's move on. Uh, what about what about Sparrow? Sparrow's out for iOS for iPhone. So this is, uh, I think, our favorite uh, mail application for uh, Mac OS. It's a fantastic mail app for for yeah. Mac OS and, and it's for not Gmail. That, it's Gmail right, specific, Gmail. really. And and not that Apple Mail is bad. And Apple has improved Apple Mail in Mac OS. But it, Sparrow isn't free. It's in the Mac App Store. It's Ten bucks, I think. It, it's it's little. I think they, it's well, there is a free version. Pricey. Right. There's a free ad supported version. The ads I found pretty annoying. I'm happy to give these guys ten bucks so that they can keep making awesome apps. Basically, but it, it's a really good. A Gmail a desktop application for Gmail. So w- let's explain why it's good for Gmail. Like if you use Gmail and you actually, I mean, just to full disclosure, our whiskey mail is Gmail. Our personal email is G- both Gmail for both. Your personal email is Gmail, right? Norm? Yeah. Yeah. So I use labels a ton. I use the archive feature in Gmail a ton. I use uh, uh, the spam report feature in Gmail a ton. And the nice thing about Sparrow is it lets you pull all of that stuff into a desktop client. So you have all the benefits of a desktop client like Thunderbird or Outlook or something like that, uh, but integrated with Gmail in a way that Thunderbird doesn't integrate particularly well with Gmail. Outlook really integrates poorly with Gmail because you can't apply multiple labels uh, to, to the same message and things like that. So if you use labels and all that kind of stuff, if you use Priority Inbox, Sparrow is a great, great fit for you. Um, if you don't, then you know stick with the Gmail client or whatever you use today. It's out for iOS now, but there's some there's some catches. Uh, first off, it's only the iPhone version. A little bit of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no iPad iPad specific version yet. Although I I would assume if well, it's, it's mostly well, text. It's I mean, it's it's not an application that they want to just stretch out and scale. They want to have no, no, no. iPad specific design. Yeah, and it's taken a while for them to come out with the iPhone version anyway. Uh, their focus is the desktop application. The, well, the desktop app is a really nicely designed application. Yeah. I, th- I think mail apps are a tougher sell on iOS because the mail the default mail application people are comfortable. With it's that. okay. Can I, can I use this if I have other accounts other than Gmail? Because I have three accounts that I use. Can Sparrow encompass all of I those? Think, well, if, if you have IMAP access, I think it'll work. Okay. It works best with Gmail. Because I, I keep hearing about Sparrow, and I want to use it, but I, most, the majority of my email is Gmail, but I have a couple of other accounts as well. well so, I, I, use, I like the fact that my mail app catches all of them at once. Of course, and you have the unified inbox and all that right. stuff in mail app. Um, so the iOS version's out. It doesn't support push notifications for mail, which is fine with me. The, the way I use mail, I, I don't. I don't have notifications set up for mail ever because I find it to be a massive distraction yeah. with the volume of email we get. Yeah. Um, but if you need constant notification when mail comes in, it is this is yeah, not for you. My, my, I have one account that is set up for automatic push through and I only, and I give that to people if it's something, if it's like super yeah. urgent, I want to get notified right away. But in fact, I, I, that never happens. There's yeah. nothing. I'm not, you know, important or busy good, enough that that sort of thing would happen. That's a good idea though. Yeah. The, but it's a good way one. if you want to get an alert immediately. I'm sure there are movers and shakers that w- would find that useful. Some people need a- constant access to email, I know. Right. Um, other stuff that's that's a little bit weird about it is uh, it's only I- iPhone right now, no mm-hmm. iPad version. Yeah. It's three right. bucks, I think. Uh, I downloaded it. I haven't really spent a whole lot of time with it yet. Uh, we'll do an app of the day with it uh, probably next week. Yeah, once you've say. used it more. Once I've used it some. Have a better feel for how it works and how it compares to the other one. It looks very nice. They did a nice job with the design was my initial, initial response. Cool. Um, uh, Oink. One thing, one one app oh enters, another app leaves. Thank goodness. Four months. Do you remember this? The, yeah, I, I had it in my social folder for a while. I, yeah. deleted, I deleted it a while ago. Yeah. So Kevin Rose, the founder of Dig, who left Dig, and in Revision 3 also, uh, he works now at a company called, I think, is it Milk? Something um, like that. And uh, it's an it's a incubator. They, they, it's a startup that creates new startups. 
basically. Uh, and right. They, they experiment with different apps. So it's like Y Combinator or something like kind, that? Kind of like that. Um, and they, the first app they released was Oink four months ago. And right. it was like one of your, you know... Uh, it was, it was, the idea was you could like anything. You review anything. Kind of thing, it, was, right? it, was, it, was, it was a review app. But, yeah, but instead of reviewing super food general. and restaurants and, you know, or places, it was for anything you wanted. Aggressively general. To me, you know... It's sad when these, you know, and I like the idea of these incubators, you know, creating new ideas and putting them out there. Some of this, you know, sooner or later they're going to hit on something big. Uh, but you have to have a lot of failures along the way to, to hit on that. And I always feel like there's a smell test when you get these things. Mm-hmm. That I looked at it and I'm like, within five minutes using it, I'm like, I don't understand why I would want this or use it. Yeah. Like, if you if you don't, if that's not apparent to you very quickly, there's probably something it fundamentally wrong with it. It could have been very useful it. if it reached critical mass. Um It'd be nice. I mean, if it had all the geolocation stuff, but you know, you definitely sometimes you just want reviews for more than just restaurants and and services. Yeah. You want reviews. There's you know, there's, I, there's a fact like cool for example, tips. Turntable is the exact opposite. When I look, when I first discovered Turntable FM, as many of us were, yeah. remember, it's like you go, where has this been all my life? Yeah. If you don't have that reaction very quickly, it's probably not going to well, be a big success. So the interesting thing about Turntable as an example is they started in a very specific niche, right? Here's a place where you can go play music for your friends and they can listen to the music you're playing. Yes. And it did, it only worked in on PC and Mac and Linux. And it was a totally different, fresh approach to the yeah. idea of social music sharing. I think it's much easier to start small and go big than it is to start big right. and and kind of immediately have. It's really hard to launch something massive. And I think with there's massive. A, scope. I think there's a certain amount of hubris, like someone like well, Kevin Rose who had a huge success with Dig. I think sometimes the the and we I thought this is going to be a bad analogy, but you see this with the with the X Factor is that Simon Cowell comes in and says, "Well, here is the X Factor, and it is the biggest show on television." And there's this tremendous sense of kind of arrogance and and self fulfillment. Like Christina Aguilera and CeeLo come along. Well, this is a huge hit because we've said it is. Yeah. But no, it's only a huge hit when people decide it is. Exactly. Just tell people it's a hit. Well, and I think there was a certain amount of that. By the way, Turntable just signed deals with all the four major record labels. So, they, you see so that? they're legit now. So they are they're fully yeah, legit. Sold out. Good for them. They did it right. Um the interesting thing about so so the thing about the 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 uh, incubator deal is that they're gonna have failures, right? This doesn't mean yeah, this the is the end first of what experiment. Kevin Rose is doing. Sure. Right. Um like you, I said, there's, there's a certain the, there's always gonna be more failure than success. Death That's, is life's greatest invention. You gotta you gotta said. just keep going. Yeah. So I mean they'll the it's only a failure if you don't learn anything. Yeah. So, I mean, wasn't Edison doesn't he have a famous quote about that? Well, Steve Jobs said, "Death is life's greatest invention." No, no, no. I'm talking about Ed- Edison saying, "Like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't fail. I found 500 ways that this yeah. thing doesn't work." Yeah, exactly. Right. That's a good. That's good. Yeah. See, he had the right attitude. So that's Edison, why he's a great American success kind of, story. Kind of a jerk. Yeah. He, Who, Edison? Yeah, Edison. He screwed over Tesla. Yeah, Edison had his, his he had his thugs, cronies. Right. Yeah. People yeah. come in was, and kick it at David Bowie's door. Tesla had the last laugh though. Was was Edison played by David Bowie in a movie? I don't think so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I have seen Thomas Edison's last breath though. Oh, he, they saved oh, that in a yeah. jar. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's in the Henry Ford Museum. It's a it's really weird. Yeah, I think somebody must have pushed down on his chest after so, he died. So bizarre. All yeah. about all about DC it's direct kind of, current, kind of morbid. <laughs> well, direct Henry Ford current. was a weird dude. It turns out yeah. alternating current. Yeah, alternating current. <laughs> Who thinks that's going to work? Yeah. Um, a judge, a judge, uh, granted an FBI request to help uh, to get Google's help to unlock a pimp's phone. This okay. is a real story. Okay. There's a pimp that uses an Android phone. He has the the pattern swipe unlock. All right. And it's all encrypted. 
and the pretty high tech pimp. The FBI can't figure out how Cyber to unlock the phone. So they they uh, that the, South Park episode with butter isn't was on yesterday. Also, I haven't seen that one. Wait, so th- so that that's actually a pretty good um, bit of PR for Google. Is our security is so good that F- the FBI needed to come to help us to, to get break help. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now the it's unclear whether Google is going to actually be able to help because depending on how I don't know how the encryption works on that stuff when you when you fully encrypt your phone. Um, it may be that Google is not able to help them. It may be that this is a brute force thing and they have to figure out how to do the swipe unlock. Usually, <laughs> I find you can look at the pattern of grease on the screen. See? And figure out what the swipe that, unlock that's is. What, that's almost like the uh, the old trick of like, you know, taking a pencil yeah, and seeing what was right. under the, 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 the sheet of paper. And, and you know, if, the, if it's uh, Galaxy Nexus and it's a face unlock, he's like a photo. Yeah, of, but it, nobody's going to use the no No, no self respecting pimps no can use the face, use unlock. face unlock. That's right. Right. Because your glasses will jack it up. You can't have your pimp glasses on. And no. I, I just have this huggy bear picture of like some dude with a giant hat and a velour jacket using his swipe to unlock Galaxy Nexus phone. So. Uh, I thought I just thought that was a funny headline. I, okay. I got nothing else there. Yeah, um, all right. Well, tied to security, uh, Symantec uh, did a uh, they did, did a test where they seeded a uh, hundred phones um, that they fake lost uh, without oh, passcodes, and they tried to see what people did with those phones. Oh, okay. And they seeded them without passcodes. It's a variety of different phones, and they had you know email. They had fake emails with like salary in the subject line right, right, and right. HR info and and corporate info. Right. Over 50% of the fake, phones... It was all fake domains, all right? Fa- so that's how they could tell. Well, so, you know, a good number of the phones that were recovered, uh, the people actually tried to look for personal info. They tracked all the actions. Yeah. They tried to find a phone number. They called the owner. And so, you know, about 50% of the population was good about returning phones. Other 50%, everyone, almost everyone tried to go into like the, age, the salary personal info. Your private info will be mined if you lose your phone so use a code code. is what you're saying use a code use a code even if you just every every time that i have to type my little four digit pin into my phone it's slightly annoying but i'm like it's worth it if i lose my phone or don't lose your phone or just don't lose your phone but again sometimes that's you know unavoidable Unavoidable. there's got to be a better way than the four you can still lock it remotely but again who knows what might happen in the time between you realizing it's lost to be literally first thing you do is find a computer remember find a computer and shut it down remember when i when i messed up and and gave my password to twitter on uh while we were at pax right do you remember how hard it was for me to find a computer that i could actually fix that from because the mobile twitter site wouldn't let me fix it the app wouldn't let me change the password like i had to go find a computer in the land someplace that i could sit down log into twitter change the password and all that so it's yeah. it, like it, that's why problems. you have a passcode. Exactly, exactly. Um, speaking of security stuff, there is a remote uh, desktop patch. Uh, there's a remote desktop exploit that's in the wild right now. Uh, I don't I actually I don't know if it's in the wild, but uh, basically people can run arbitrary code. If you have a, a machine that has remote desktop on the internet uh, that's accessible to the internet, you want to like a like go sh- to my PC or one of those. Uh, no, no, the the Microsoft spec one, oh, the okay. one that's built into Windows. Uh, I think it's what Home Premium and. And professional and higher. Ultimate. Yeah. Ultimate. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you run the patch. It came out on Tuesday. Okay. Probably you've already installed it if you have automatic updates on your PC. Right. It really only is important if you're public, if you have a port open uh, to do remote desktop on your on your PC, but make sure you install the patch because bad things. All right. Good to know. Um, let's see. Should we talk about uh, the ebook antitrust story? I don't think we did we talk about this last week. Is this the Apple thing? So, 
Uh, late last week, there was an announcement by the DOJ that they're going to be doing an antitrust investigation about the five major book publishers that are involved in the uh, in. Well, you remember last year when Apple announced that they were going to do agency pricing for iBooks, where the where the book publishers <laughs> specify the price that they want their books to sell for in the iBook store, and then everybody pulled their books out of Amazon, their eBooks out of Amazon, and then Amazon said, "Okay, we'll do agency pricing too," and the books came back. Mm-hmm. Yet. Yeah, I read those stories. I was like, how is this not an antitrust violation if all five of the book publishers are working together? Yep. But I assume the lawyers yeah. had figured it out. You're not allowed out. to collude to yeah. fix prices. It, it turns out the lawyers hadn't figured it out. That, right. that they were just going to say, hey, it's agency pricing. Maybe hope nobody would notice. Someone but, sued. But the, yeah, but they're investigating and there's going to be a, an inquest. Right. Because the fear is that these companies, whether it be gas, because this happened with airlines. Recently. It happens all the time. It happened with display uh, display pricing in the EU. Basically, these companies all get together and say, look, let's, not get, let's not get into a price war where we're trying to undercut each other because yeah. no, nobody wins. No. Let's all agree that our prices will be certain, a, a, a certain minimum and that way everybody wins except the consumers. Yeah. Because it's anti-competitive. You well, want to be able to compete on price. Because Amazon was selling most books for $10 and, right. the, and the publishers wanted $15, $16, $17, something like that. Books is, you know, it's funny, whenever I go into, I mean, not so much anymore, but when you know, go into a bookstore or even supermarkets these days sell books, mm-hmm. um, you see that like you know, hardcover books that are like $35 are being sold like 50, going to Borders 25, 30 bucks, yeah. yeah they, they, so I, the markups are ridiculously high that they can sell them at a discount and still presumably make some money, right? That, well, on an ebook, especially, off or whatever. The, the cost of delivery of an ebook is essentially not. Well, I'm, just, so I'm talking about physical hard books, covers, but with ebooks, yeah. even people even buy so. hardcovers want to get it first, and also they want to collect the books. Well, but I think the thing that scared the book publishers is that the ebook, because the ebooks are day and date with hardcovers, ebooks were eating into their hardcover margins from the enthusiastic reader crowd. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I understand their their fear, and it does cost a lot of money to get a, a especially high dollar books. It's even more so than movies. Books are hit driven, so a very small percentage of books succeed at such a level that they pay for massive numbers of other books to come out and, and be built. You would, year, you would, be, you would be, think, though, published. that publishers would be more on board because they would look at the margins and go, oh, my God, look at the margin on a digital book as opposed to one that we have to buy the paper for and well, print and distribute. Compare, and, and then also, over the, over the years, it's going to diminish the market for used books, which is another thing that, if they're anything like game companies, they are probably not a big fan of. Well, and then, but the, the scariest thing for the book publishers is that the authors will start self, self-publishing, Right. Because, I mean, it's like the music industry. The cost of producing a book is relatively low, assuming you can provide food for yourself during the two or three months it takes you to write a book, and right. you're good. Right. So if Stephen King says, no, I don't want you to publish my book anymore, I'm just going to put it on Amazon directly, and I'm going to take 100% of the profits. And if I was Stephen of- King, I'd be doing that, because right. who, who needs anyone else when you're at that level, well, right? The, the, the challenge is going to be the next uh, – what's the Twilight Woman's name? Uh, Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer. The, the next Stephanie Meyer, if she publishes her first book as a Kindle single instead of gets a book deal, then yeah. all bets are off. Ja, so well, J- I, I mean, maybe promoted. it's different with J.K. Rowling because she doesn't like ebooks very much or for whatever reason she wanted to protect herself against those. Um, no, she's waiting. She's, so, she so she wanted the right to sell moment. those books twice. She, she, announced, yeah. she announced recently Pottermore. that – No, no, no. Oh. She announced recently that she is writing a new book yes. that is not Potter-related. Yes. And she's changed publishers. She has a new publisher now. And, okay, that happens. But I'm thinking, wow, if you're at that level, why are you giving any money to a publisher at all? Like, even if you didn't want to do – Ebooks. I would just start my own publisher. Remember, and just keep all of the money. She wrote those books longhand, so she's not particularly technically savvy. But 
I she needs a support just, system. I mean, she could become a publisher easily. Like when you're making that much money, but she could buy a publisher. Twenty or thirty percent of whatever of that money—that is a lot yeah, but, of money you're giving. But again, she's, she's so rich. She just cares. gave away most of her money. She doesn't care about money at this point. She yeah. just wants. She's she's looking at what do I need to live comfortably for the rest of my life. She's clearly not in a Warren Buffett. Yeah, when you're a billionaire, make billions of dollars. Well, she gave away. She's not a billionaire anymore. She gave away a ton of money. But I'm saying she made that Buffett much style. Money. Right. Yeah, she made a bunch of money. good. Good for her. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, but, but, I, but I think you're right in that people that people like Stephen King of that level. Uh, or Tom Clancy, well, or, the, or Dan Brown, any of these, like, or, or what's the other guy? The, the, the guy that writes a book every five minutes, James Patterson. If you're one of those guys, who need? Why, a, why would a, I keep giving money to a publisher? I, I've got a following at this point. People are going to buy my book. It's really the next generation. I think. Like, I think it's the next. Not, not this. I think Stephen King and all those guys, Dan Browns, they're locked in with the publishers. They have extended deals, and the publishers are going to make it worth their while. Um, I think the, the the next generation, the people who are going to have bestsellers out of the Kindle singles, because we haven't seen, to the best of my knowledge, something that's moved millions of copies out of the $0.99 cent or $2, $3 Kindle singles bins that are all self-published now. I think that's going to come. I think that's going to come in the next yeah. year. Well, I mean, there's a huge difference between me self-publishing a book and Stephen King self-publishing oh, of course. a book. But there's nothing to say that word of if you if you if Stephen King was starting today and published Carrie as a Kindle single, it's a good book. But there's and no with guarantee the power that it would Twitter catch and Facebook fire. And all that stuff, uh, there's no guarantee though that it would but catch it's fire. It's much easier now than it would have been 30 years ago for right. it to catch fire. Right. And I actually think that's great. I love I love the it's whole democratization. Kindle. Amazon has sold two million Kindle singles. Like I'm right. Like Total. I'm writing Total. a I'm yeah, running a yeah. book at the moment, and I'm fairly reasonably confident that I could get it published. Yeah. But it's but part part of the reason why I feel confident in writing it. Is that we now live in a world where even if I, a publisher wasn't interesting, interested, I know I could get it out there. Yeah. Because it used to be that you had this this very um, uh, avaricious and quite predatory business of vanity publishing. Yeah. Which is still around, but they got those guys are changing the way they do business. They're putting them out of business because what they would do is charge you a lot of money to have yeah. your crappy book published. And they'd send you a few copies of it, but there's no guarantee of any. How do you know my book's crappy, man? It, because because ninety nine percent of most books are crappy. Uh, well, you could have looked at Norm when you were saying that instead of me. Now I'm sad. Well, have you written a book or something? I don't that... want to talk about it. I wrote a book, but it was a long oh, time Oh, I didn't ago. know that. Okay. Yeah. Well, kudos we'll to you. It's more than most book. people did. I wrote, I wrote it. It was a computer book. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. Again, it was more not than most fiction. people did. Um, it wasn't the adventures of No. Smith or Chloe Bananas. Yeah. I have endless respect for and, anyone and a who, who finishes anything. Yeah, it was hard. That was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Six, it was six months of awful. It's very, awful it's very difficult to do. Self-destructive. So, but work. it's great to know that that model is there. And again, it's it, it, the market will decide, right? It's it, it, it can only be on quality because it's not going to be marketing budgets yeah. or anything like that. It's it's viral. It's People just will word discover of mouth. a book. Word of mouth is king. And so I, I know that I can publish my book in a way that doesn't involve bullshit vanity publishing that will get out there anyway. I would, yeah. I would, I can do everything I can to help promote it and get the word out. And we'll see, and we would see what happens. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, traditional publishing for someone like me is still the top choice. Yeah, but the, but there's, there's a great fallback that wasn't there before. And the, yeah, the difference is that 20 years ago, if you self-published, it was a death sentence. Right now, if you self-publish, it's well, it, our it, there's an opportunity. Dan Amrick's doing it. Also. Dan Amrick did it. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. and the, it wasn't the kid that wrote the Dragon books. He self-published, right? And I that don't became know what a Dragon books. You're talking Aragon. About. Oh, really? Remember that guy? Oh, kind wow. of. Yeah, I that was a movie. That. Yeah. Huh. huh, that's cool. He was he was self-published, yeah, and so, those, guys, those, those books became a huge hit. Exactly. So the, life finds a way. That's yeah. that's going to be the name of today's podcast, Life Finds a Way. We've been I'm talking always, about that a lot. Always. I want to know how those insects got 13 miles from one island to the no other No one island. knows. That is, that's the big That's mystery. amazing. They don't fly. They're huge. I don't think they can swim. That seems like it would be a fish buffet. 
I was watching. I was playing. Um, Have you seen playing, the Adventurers? Uh, hmm? Yeah, it could the, be the like the Adventurers. I was yeah. playing Mass Effect last night, story mode. Okay, and Uh-oh. there's a character in that. I won't do any spoilers. Okay. No spoilers. There's a dialogue in the game where the character is talking about how their race believes that evolution is the most important force in the universe. It's the only force that means anything. And it's so important that their race refers to it as the cosmic imperative. And I thought that was a great way to put it. The cosmic imperative. I think that's good. Yeah. There's another title for you. It's good. I like mine better, but I might use that do. one anyway. <laughs> yeah, you like uh, the one that you, li- you like the one that you lifted publishing. from the movie as opposed to the one I lifted from the game. And we're yeah, publishing exactly. is going. Okay, fair enough. So uh, last week, uh, Marvel Comics announced that with every Marvel comic starting in June, that's their full price Marvel comic, $4 is the price for comics now, they will include a, co- include a code. Terrific. For uh, their Marvel I, lo- I love that. That's what we've been saying where books need, yes. to, need to go. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's, it's where DVDs went. And I think DVDs felt pressure first because of piracy. And I think comics suffer way more piracy uh, than books, even though there is book piracy. Right. Uh, the comics business need to do this. No, I'm glad to see them doing that. Now, my question is, how do they provide the code in such yes. a way that you so, can't just copy it down? So they, they, they try different ways uh, because they've experimented with this for the past couple of months with their Ultimates line and, and a Spider-Man book. Uh, they tried polybags uh, when they made it like a one big event. Uh, but now it's it's a code that it's like a scratch off code, it's a peel off code in inside. So they're adding costs. They're printing unique codes okay. in every so the issue. The bag is sealed. There's printing no bag. unique codes uh, is expensive. It is very. Boy, expensive. But what's to stop me surreptitiously just scratching the code off in the store and hoping nobody sees it? Hoping nobody the sees it. The comic book right. guy. Okay. Yeah. So the the it's incentive because it's it's incentive to buy. Don't handle the merchandise. For collectors. You touch so it. So the you people it. working the stores yeah. are going to be more yeah. cognizant of this. And they need to make the code really long, like an Xbox Live code, where it's it actually be. it'd be a bit of a hassle to copy well, you, it. All you know, down. people would just take a photo of it. That's the thing. Oh, you still got to scratch it off, though. Yeah. So the, the, you got to peel it off or scratch it off. Uh, I think it's great that they're I'm doing fa- this. I'm super excited about it. I'm, I'm concerned about the exploitation of it, but the, absolutely, this is what they need to be yeah. doing. This, this is where it needs to this go. This is the cue that all the other industries need well, to Well, especially take. since they were charging basically full price for many of their books in the digital store. And I, w- I wouldn't have been excited for this uh, before two weeks ago because. I've never liked reading comics on the iPad or other tablets because I thought the resolution wasn't good enough. Well, that may well, change. That will change. And well, maybe the, the company that's doing all the the processing for Marvel and DC, Comicsology, that's the company that made the app basically for Marvel. They're upconverting all their comics and all their future scans. The digital versions will be full resolution. It's a great way to do it because I know that I know that a lot of these print companies and old media companies are terrified of digital, but doing it this way, where you buy the print comic and get the code is mm-hmm. a great way to support digital without feeling like you're undermining your print business. Yeah. yeah. In, in fact, if anything, it will drive me into the store to know that I can also get the right. digital version. Because well, then, then the thing that I always feel suffers on the print version, on the digital side, is um, the browsing experience. You know, Amazon's really good at, at me saying, okay, I want to get a Lego Slave 1. And then they, they say, oh, do you want also to get the Lego Imperial Shuttle and these other four things? You may also like. Right. There, there's the browsing experience though is terrible. If you go to the books page, then the books page is going to be Twilight, and like you can't just go to the science fiction shelf in the in the bookstore like you would, right? If that's what you're interested in reading, I mean, you can, you can hit, the, but you have to drill down, and even then, it's still going to be dominated by stuff you probably don't care about. So. So tying physical goods to digital stuff is really no, good. Very smart. Uh, well done, Marvel. I'd like to see DC and other comics publishers get on that same train. Yeah, exactly. Very good. That's exactly. great. I didn't know about that. That's great news. Uh, Norm, Norm, I think that was breaking just now. Uh, homeless hotspots at South by Southwest. Did you hear about the story? Yes. A little bit of controversy over the story. So South by Southwest 
was this week. It's interactive music and, and yes. film. It's, big, it's a big uh, conference and it's a festival basically in Austin, Texas. And you're right, there are three parts of it. There's an interactive part. It's actually basically That's where, web basically. Right. It's, it's where all the web apps, where the, uh, now all the mobile apps are yeah. launched. I mean, Twitter basically that, got its first Like know, I signed up for Twitter. Launch and, and big bootstrap yeah. users in South by Southwest. When, you, you want to hear a funny story about Twitter and South by Southwest? Well, it's, it's how you have the Will Smith handle. But yeah, when I signed up, I signed up for Twitter because I was on a panel at South by Southwest in 2007 with Evan Williams, who's the guy who founded Blogger and and then went on to found Twitter after that. Um, so he, we had this meeting beforehand to talk about what the panel was going to be about. And he said, oh, you should try out my new service. It's pretty cool. And I signed up for a Twitter account uh, three months before everybody else did at South by Southwest, which is why I have the Twitter handle I have today. So what's the controversy here that people are they're using? Well, so the controversy is that Verizon... There, there is a, no, it wasn't Verizon. There well, was a marketing company okay. um, that was trying to experiment. Their experiment was... Uh, it, it was good intentioned, well-intentioned. And they uh, went around and gave uh, people in the streets, the homeless people... Um, these uh, hotspots, Verizon hotspots, 4G, like 4G like, the same ones that you have. Yeah, okay. And gave them t-shirts that said, um, I'm a hotspot. I'm a 4G hotspot. Right. You know, donate some money to me and I will give you the passcode. So the money goes directly to them. Directly to them. Okay. Through PayPal or cash or, or something. And it was to get people to interact with the homeless. And well, homeless people have PayPal accounts. I would well, imagine it, they would want cash. The cash, but they... Was there a minimum donation? I don't or? think there was a minimum okay. donation. Uh, but it was to get people to interact with the homeless. Basically, and, and it's instead of the guys selling the street sheets. They oh, I like say, that. So, it, yeah. it, so it means like people that you would normally just walk, walk by, by. You have right. to kind of talk to exactly. them. Exactly. Okay. Uh, a lot of people took issue with it because of the way it was messaged and presented. Um, it was a little dehumanizing because um, the shirt said, I'm a, I'm a hotspot, not... I have a hotspot, right. or ask me about you know right. this rising hotspot that right. I'm hearing. It was I'm like I'm now turned into a hotspot machine, right? You know, because uh, I'm less of a person. And also, it wasn't like giving them jobs. Like it, it was a short time thing. I got twenty bucks to to hold the thing all day and wear the t shirt. I know. I mean, and also, isn't the official? I mean, I do it. I mean, everyone does it. I guess to some extent. But like city, the city departments usually tell you don't give homeless people money. Right? You give you. There's other things you can do to help them, like give to charities or whatever. Or but like it's not just giving them cash because you have no idea how it's going to get spent. Right, it, right. It, it, could, yeah. it could go it's on not drugs necessarily or things that ultimately are not good. Yeah, well, like there was a lot of transparency that, you know. behind it. Behind it, it was it, it just happened, and you know they didn't shut it down because of the negative reaction, but they did quickly. The, the marketing company behind it quickly, you know, backpedaled. No, no, they didn't backpedal. They totally stood by it and quickly updated their page and you know and, and tried to get in front of it. This is one of those ones that I can see both sides of. I can see how you could look at it as a positive thing, or you could see how you know you'd be offended, like, depending on what your own kind of. I, Opinions are coming to it. I have a friend who shall remain nameless uh, who wanted to set up, uh, set, use homeless people as billboards, which uh, like put sandwich boards on them and sell uh, sell ads on like, you know, the guys that stand on the freeway exits where there's thousands of cars that drive by yeah. every day. Yeah. He's like, we can pay these guys to you know expand our brand message. I always feel bad for those guys. They make dress up like the Statue of Liberty at tax time. Oh, you ever see those guys? Uh, well, but that, they always on. seem really into it, but, though. But, but, they no, always no. seem really happy. That that person is a is a that person is paid. That's not just like those are like the dude that dresses up like a sandwich when Subway opens a new store. Yeah, that's a dude that works for Subway. He's normally a sandwich artist, right? The tax guy is an accountant. The the Statue of Liberty. 
He's probably just the accountant that didn't have enough stuff to do that day, so they put him. No, in the I think bank. they're just like students put him or whatever that you know want to earn some extra cash and don't mind like you know fooling around on the street corner with a dressed up like the Statue of Liberty. You know, I saw a local news segment about the the sign twirling academy in Oakland. Have you ever heard of this? You know those guys that have the oh, there's a whole the cardboard signs yeah. with the and they do all the spinning and no the different to being a drum stuff. major. It's a skill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a you can go take classes on that in Oakland. So there you go. It's a it's a high skill job. That's cool. Um, AT&T versus Matthew Spicarelli. Do you know about Matthew Spicarelli? The, no, the brave hero of our, yes, of our time. Team Matthew. Right. We are Team Matthew here. Matthew Spicarelli is the guy who took AT&T to small claims court over the unlimited data plan claims. When they started throttling him, he said, hey, I pay for an unlimited plan. That's what you told me I was getting. Saying I'm going to get to two gigabytes and then cutting off my service, essentially. Yeah. That's not unlimited. Yeah. F you. Yeah. Unlimited has to mean unlimited. Yeah. And the court it has it's, to, it's unlimited it has with to mean a asterisk. Not just an unlimited amount of data, but also you're not cha- you're not you're not, you're not limiting right. the, the the speed at which I should be able to access it. Right. Because I mean if you put an asterisk next to it, unlimited could mean, hey, we're going to uh, you know, we're gonna give you all the data you want, but if you use more than two gigs, we're gonna have a guy hunt you down and kick you in the groin. You you retweeted a thing that I that I thought was a great comment when somebody said, "I'm not surprised AT and T doing this. If if 4G isn't really 4G, why does unlimited really have to mean unlimited? Well, it's it's more than limited. Three 4G is more than 3G. AT and T's 4G is faster than 3G. So that means right. clearly it's 4G. So I think I, I think it's a valid case. Are you? Um, what do you think? Also, the guy that's suing Apple over Siri. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's talk. Let's finish this. So first. I don't think AT and T is going to relent uh, and. Stop throttling. They'll just change. They've changed know, the, the plans already. Because it's not the, limited anymore. Is this the same? No. Is this the same guy that AT and T was threatening to kill his service? Okay, so so that that, that requires else? it's the same guy that was uh, that was a. Uh, I don't want to say it was poorly reported by the people who initially reported it, but the Verge dug in and got the actual letter, and the actual letter says. Um, does not threaten to kill his account. It just points out that he was in violation of the contract right. and offers a settlement uh, tied to a non- non-disclosure agreement for right. Matthew. Right. So what Matthew did was sent the letter that offered the settlement and the non-disclosure agreement to the Associated Press because he told them to he, pound sand. He, he rejected this. He rejects the offer. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they're going to appeal. ATT is going to appeal. So we'll, we'll hear more about Matthew Spicarelli. I, I, you know, I think no matter what the result, shining a light on this is a good thing. Oh, it's fantastic. What about the Siri thing? I think the Siri guy is absolutely right. I'm with him as well. The way they presented Siri in ads, Siri works very well if you want to do things like say, hey, Siri, send a text to my wife telling her I'm leaving work now. It's real good at that. Yeah. If you say, hey, Siri, find me a place to get coffee, it's useless. Right. And and the problem is, you know, as you know, I'm fairly pro-Apple. I like Apple products. Really? I hadn't noticed. Having said that, I do call bullshit when I see it, and I think Siri is bullshit. I don't think it was ready for prime time. I think Apple... Uh, it does not work as advertised. You see this commercial where they go on a cross-country trip? Yeah. And they're asking Siri all these esoteric plane, like, where's right. the best place to get chili around here? Yeah, try, and they're, and they're in the middle of the desert. Try try that in real life. <laughs> and Because they, they don't show you the next Siri, part. What, where's the best place to get chili around here? I wish you wouldn't start by saying Siri every time. Yeah. So annoying. Checking your location. Great. Okay, we're on track so far. It's way faster in the ads, too. Oh yeah. That? yeah, they, oh, they yeah. cut that. You'd think they would have learned Hold on, wait, lesson. I think Siri actually got it right. Oh, I found a number of restaurant reviews mentioned chili. Two of them are fairly close to you. All right, so look, Siri worked. One of the, It's five miles away. Here's the point, though. You don't notice something when it works. No. You notice it when it doesn't That's work. That's true. And even though I think Siri actually does work most of the time, 
it's so frustrating when it doesn't work. And it doesn't work just often enough that I think people's frustrations with it are valid. Here's the thing. I've sent Gina some really mangled text messages, thanks to Siri, over yeah. the several months. I'm sure yeah. she could go back in the in the thing and read them out. I have stopped using Siri in ways that Siri I know Siri will fail. Right. That's the that's right. the short and long right. of Siri. I would And that's all the ways that they promote in Yeah. The, on, all on the, the magical ways are the ways that it fails. I think they're gonna I think this guy's gonna got a real good case. Dictation, for every time, for every time that I'm not a lawyer. When it works, yeah. It does feel it's like my god, this is fantastic. Yeah. But when it doesn't work, the amount of frustration is at least equal, if not more than the the elation you feel well, when it does work. And the key to it working is that it has to be faster than you doing it yourself, like right. doing it the traditional right. way. If it's not faster than you banging it on a keyboard, then you might as well just not have it. It's it's so. very on Apple. Like I'm actually surprised that Jobs let it go. Beta. Beta. Siri no, I beta. Don't, I, I don't care. That that to me is very on Jobsy and it's very on Apple like to say, here, look, this isn't working. Is the whole, isn't the whole point of Apple's like, we don't release it until we know the user experience is going to be great. Usually that's one of their brand values. Well, if you think about Siri, it. Siri, I think, feels like it came from some other company oh my that goodness. doesn't give a shit. I'm sorry to interject, but we have breaking news from a story about Oink that we talked about earlier in the oh, podcast. Really? Kevin Rose is now joining Google. His entire team at Milk wow. is now picked up by Google. All okay, right. Well, in case you uh, worry about the future Kevin of Rose. Kevin Rose. Yeah. Um, hey, I love those stock options. Yeah. So that's a good day for Kevin. Uh, ours did a really good comparison of 1080p on iTunes uh, this week. Can yeah. You- so uh, oh yeah, I the, saw the some new of this. Apple TV um, is out or will be out by the time you listen to this. I'm likely. actually getting mine. Uh, supposed to be arriving today. They're yes. probably not going to leave it because out on Friday. Uh, we talked. They about might this- just toss it over the over the fence. Last we talked about this last week. It was they they went by really quick in the Apple keynote last week. But it's the same price. Big difference is that it does 1080p right. output now. And there's a new it's, interface. It's but A5. That is the, the new interface to the old ones right, as well. Exactly. So that's not necessarily a reason and to buy the new one. It's a single core A5. It's not yeah. a dual core. Uh, and. We don't we we don't have one right now, so we don't know if the menu speeds. That's the thing I'm, I would like to see most. I don't Did care about the MP. I thought the old Apple TV, the, the the last generation Apple TV, the menus were so slow. They were sluggish. So if that Very is more sluggish. fluid because of the faster processor, that's terrific. That but the rea- here's the thing: I don't think this is that this is not that big a deal because unless you've got a real real big TV. Most people are not going to notice the difference between 720 and 1080p content. It's I, actually not that big a difference. It, it isn't. Uh, iTunes does it, offer 1080p, and it offers 1080p on the desktop if you buy something yep. with iTunes, and yep. it also now you can does change that in Apple settings. TV. So you do can. you want 720 or 1080p? The, the test that ours did was with the desktop version, and they did the two stories. One, the story they did a week ago about the compression, the new compression algorithms with H.264 right. on 1080p, and then what they found was that the compression, the, the profiles were good enough so that you don't have. It's the files aren't that much bigger. That's like, and that's impressive. You're not if you're concerned and, about data, yeah. it's, it's storage space. The 1080p files are not that much bigger than, than the 720p. I mean, we're not talking about a 20%, 30% bump from a you know a three gig to a four gig file. Right. It's still about the same, but you know, it's still you're gonna get more pixels. The the, uh, the compression might be there. Actually, the other I don't know if this was addressed, but the other question is if you're streaming. Which you're going to be doing most of the time on Apple TV? Do you? Is there a bandwidth? If you're streaming 1080p, do you have to? Are you going to be concerned with, so with bandwidth and buffering and stuff? Ours, ours test showed that the 1080p video is just slightly larger than the 720p video because they're using a, a better, they're using more compression, a higher quality, more right. compressed, right? Uh, per, for for the resolution, so. Uh, the files are going to be a little bit bigger. You should probably be fine still on like a, yeah. a normal cable. And there are plenty of other there are plenty of other services out yeah. there already that offer 1080p streaming. So this is really just kind of yeah. getting in line I mean, with Zoom's those. had 1080p for a while now. Uh, I think Voodoo does 1080p as well for certain content types. 
Uh, I think this is this is overall. Do you really think thing. if you put the two big like fifty inch TVs next to each other or sixty inch whatever yeah, and I ran so. seven twenty and ten, you would you would see the difference? That's Depends my... on the video content. If it's like a nature show that's running at, without the black bars at right. full sixty by nine, right? I, would, I think I'd be able to tell. If it's something like Eli with a lot of film grain, I think you'll be able to tell. Also, well, fast there's movement. no there's no film grain in Eli. It was shot digitally. But I thought there was they added film grain. They yeah they they, they post pro- they grain. they did some uh, post processing. Yeah. But like where I always think that this stuff looks the best, like when Norman says like in nature photography and and in particular, computer animation, yeah. like a Pixar movie, yeah. looks fantastic well, in HD. You know the scene in the Planet Earth Blu-rays where they have the that enormous flock of white egrets or something, snowy egrets in Africa? Yes, yes. Like that shot, when you look at it on, on Comcast with their terrible bitrate and you look at it on the Blu-ray... Oh, yeah. No, it's no question. dramatically different. No artifacting or anything. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a wide... However, you're right. If you have a 30-inch TV, you're not going to notice a difference. But, you know, we've been, waiting, we've been waiting for this big, you know, whatever, this Apple TV revolution from... We heard all these rumors. What we're actually getting, at least for now, with this box is really a very incremental upgrade. So, we'll, we'll talk about the Apple TV, uh, the new Apple TV interface, because I've spent some time with it now. I know you've spent some time with it, Gary. I think yeah. Norm has, too. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that in a little bit. But the, the upshot of the Ars Technica test was that compared to a physical Blu-ray that you buy, that's you know theoretically the best quality for, uh, video and that you can purchase. Probably five times can purchase, Right. Uh, they didn't notice that much of a difference. Yes, the, the Apple TV version, the iTunes version didn't handle... Uh, uh, Night scenes. Night that scenes. Well. Ban- there was banding and dithering in the in the yep. in the dark. Some skin textures are overblown, but for most people, they're not going to notice the, the difference. The, the big winner here is H.264 encoding, right? So uh, we have a couple other things I want to get to before before we move on. Uh, we, unfortunately, we have a short show today because we got it's a busy day. Turns out, yeah, you guys have a lot, lot going on today. Um, uh, Steambox debunked. Yeah. Okay. So it's this- officially debunked. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, this is the big news, or not? The, maybe one of the big news pieces that came out of GDC last week was uh, the Verge's rumor that Valve is working on their own hardware. Right, and like they're, a, not, like, they're, yeah. they're not. They're okay. not. It came to light that you know they're just creating test hardware to test the big picture mode, which is we coming are, out. Soon. We are still excited about that. Yay! Yeah, I just made Muppet arms. Steam's big picture mode for using uh, PC gaming in the living room. I'm still going. <laughs> that is that is. There's no video now in the stop. final testing phases, and uh, it will hopefully be out soon. Hopefully yeah. before. Yeah, I'm very excited. I, Any, anyone who has a PC hooked up to their big screen TV in the living room, as as we do, that is the that's what we want. That's what I, we you know, want. I miss that PC in the living room experience when I'm playing Mass Effect on Xbox because I wanted controller support. And and by the EA. way, just to just to zap back to Apple TV real quick, what I'm really hoping is that they will actually they'll start adding enough content to that that I can just have that on all the time because like last night I wanted to show Leah the the Adam the and Jamie video. Yeah. So of course what I've got to do is lift up my MacBook and like angle it so she can see what my screen whereas if I'm in Apple TV, I just press a button and it's see, on the big we, screen we for saw, everyone. But I have, I'm not always in Apple TV, but I want enough stuff. I want my Hulu. Obviously, Netflix is already there, but I want my regular DVR oh, and TV yeah. channels all going through that box so I can just stay there and be able to throw stuff up on the screen from my iPad or my computer anytime I want. See, in the Smith household, we solved that problem by, uh, by just always... I just say, hey, Gina, flip the TV over to the Apple TV. I want to show you something. I guess, but that, even that's a, a well, You have the harmony. You hit the button and... Eh. Okay, okay. Um... And then, of course, iPad is tomorrow. So that's oh, uh, it comes really? out in the morning. Stores are opening at eight. Reviews hit uh, Wednesday night. They seem to be universally very positive. Yes, some people uh, really like the iPad. It turns out people really are excited about the new screen. I'm not going to get into it at all here. We'll we'll 
I'm sure uh, we'll address it very soon. We will have, yeah, we're, so we have coverage planned for tomorrow. We'll do a quick look as soon as we can get that up on the a- any site. Any quick revelations from the reviews? Don't, uh, no, one, uh, FaceTime not over, doesn't work over LTE? Uh, blah, who cares? It's dumb. Don't but, care. Who, it's a carrier care. problem is what a lot of people are saying. It'll, it'll, it'll work if you have a hotspot like me. You can trick the iPad into thinking it's on a Wi-Fi well, network. Well, the dumb thing is it'll work if you make your wife, your iPad a hotspot and connect your iPhone to it. That works too. Yeah. Madness. Exactly. Madness. <laughs> so um, th- there's a lot of stupid there. So what's your plan tomorrow? My plan is to sit outside on a lawn chair all you're, day. You're just waiting for the FedEx man? Anxiously awaiting for the FedEx man. It's supposed to rain all day. Because that's I, I, umbrella, whatever. Okay. Can we talk We're about our plans? Uh, yeah, yeah, why not? So you, yeah. I mean, you are even taking a later flight out. Yes. I, right? I, so you can I, get originally, yours. I was not going to be home to receive the two iPads I had bought and one for myself and for my parents until s- Sunday morning because I went to WonderCon this yeah. weekend yeah. Uh, so just for fun. Um, and uh, I decided to change my flight to tomorrow night, Friday night. I, I actually liked your plan A, though. You had this whole plan where Wes had to stay home, yes. take delivery of it. Really? You're carry it, me? Carry it, home? Wes carry it into your bedroom, room, close the door, door. No one's allowed to touch it. And text me as I... When when it arrives, so I can feel a picture. Well, knowing I need wow. the, the photo confirmation. This is sad. This is pathetic. And yeah. so I can have it ready it for says coming the guy back. Ready to sit in his front yard waiting for the FedEx man all day tomorrow. It's gonna be a great weekend. Um, I, might live, con, I might live iPad. tweet my. <laughs> I think when the FedEx guy brings the Apple TV today, I'm gonna try to bribe him to get him to come here. Oh, for I'm gonna a be out for the rest tomorrow. of the day. I'm, I, I hope he I hope he tosses it over the fence. He's not going to. He He's, might. You're gonna have the sticky. While you were gone, we'll just get. But then I'll, I'll just get it all tomorrow. Um, so, Whatever, okay, or I'll so, go to FedEx tonight. So I don't care. Content plans tomorrow. We're still working on securing an iPad. It's very possible that that we'll be out in a line at four o'clock in the morning just to make sure we have it in time for first thing. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do a quick look in the morning. Uh, there'll be more detailed posts after I've had time time to spend time with the actual iPads uh, later in the day. Yeah, uh, that'll probably go up on Saturday if I had to guess. Are you gonna do it? We're gonna take it apart. Okay, good. We're taking it apart. Uh, I've got. I have pulled out all of my tools. Uh, I have a heat gun. We're ready to bust this thing open. Is it just me? I'm one of the. I don't give a fuck about teardowns. I'm like, yeah, okay. Look, there's. It's just th- you. Th- there's a. Oh look, there's a big battery in it. I'm gonna tell you. Who knew? Let me. Let me tell Who you. Who gives a shit? The the ability to open things and and t- put them back together paid off for me in a huge way last week because we dropped the harmony and the screen cracked. Yeah. Uh, it was a very sad moment because yeah. I don't know if like. You've seen all the stuff that's in my. We have like seventeen devices that have Netflix on them in the entertainment right. center. If we lose the harmony, I don't think I can work the TV. The thing much is, less the, Gina. The, here's the thing: I, I'm not. I don't dispute that that's a useful skill to have. You've just, you've just demonstrated that. I'm just saying that I'm not the kind of person. No, that's I don't fine. understand why people are so curious about what's inside. Don't watch it, the video. I guess. And the thing is, you read the you read the book. The thing, though, don't be... you want to see what, what the design looks like on the inside? Don't no, you want to I don't give a shit. Apple's I'm never going to look inside it. No, you're not going to watch our video. Well, and the thing, here's the Thanks, thing, man. Well, it's not. It's not that. I'm gonna be. I, like, I can be honest with you. Yeah. There's all kinds of different ways that you can differ. There's a lot of tech sites out there. Yeah. And you have to differentiate yourself. There's, a, there's, there. You have been very successful at tested in differentiating yourselves and doing a kind of content that makes people go to your site as opposed to someone else's. But with a teardown, ten, other, ten sites are going to be doing teardowns tomorrow. How do you? How is yours? Any? How do you make I'm yours different? Only I fix it. Does a teardown and just photos. They don't and they do, do video. pictures. With no video. Yeah. I right. want to see Will sweat. Yeah, I sweat a lot. Okay, this. all right, okay. That, I wanna, okay. I like, see it's me suffering. There's a lot of nervous the, tension. The challenge is to see if Will can put it back together. That, to me, is the interesting and part. And should we tell him whose iPad we're, we're taking apart? Yeah. We're taking apart it's, Adam it's, Savage's iPad. 
Oh, okay. See, now it gets interesting. Yeah, so, I mean, we've we've spent a he's, little bit he's of time okay with, with these this? guys. Yes, he seemed enthusiastic. This is his his the, show of trust right, in the, Will and me. The question: Is he going to be present for this? No, no. no they're on tour, unfortunately, right now. So his iPad's getting what delivered, and you're you're taking. We're going to take his iPad. We're going to go get it, and yeah, take it apart. And and as soon as it gets to the to Norm's house, we're going to take it apart. See, I think you should know. I, the way to do this would be to have not told him. Well. And then put it back together and see if he can, and, and see if he's, he's like, wait, I, it, it feels like somebody put this, this back is, together. This is a new relationship. We're, we're in, this is first date stage. You don't want to, you don't want to go some straight flowers to, inside the iPad. Right. You don't want to, yeah. A secret message in any, not, of, any of the, the crevices. Yeah. We're, 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 we're working this stuff out still. So, so yeah, we're going to do that. That'll be up. I mean, that usually takes a little while to cut together. It's a kind of big video. So okay. uh, hopefully we're hoping that'll be up end of day Friday. Okay, first things first. Let's hit, hit a couple of small things fast. New RDO interface is out. It's mm-hmm. really good. It adds social elements back to R- or into RDO. So. Well, well, social elements is really nebulous. Okay. And, and, uh, and a lot of people don't want that. So. so my favorite thing about RDO is going to the, the heavy rotation tab where it shows what all the people I'm friends with on RDO have been listening to a lot because that usually is much easier than me going out and finding new music on my own. Yeah. Now it shows you who actually liked the music that's in the heavy rotation tab and heavy rotation is infinite now. So it just keeps going. I, I think Spotify needs to do a better job with that yes. uh, stuff because I, well, I'm, I've been paying $10 a month for Spotify for about almost a year now, yeah. nine months at least. And I find myself listening to the same like 10 albums over and over again. I just yeah. haven't bought and I feel like it's, it's a You're waste. Wasting I, yeah, I'm wasting money. I need I, to find new music. I it's may a- be an outlier here, but I don't, this is music is an area where I have no interest in, in likes and social stuff because like, for example, Norm and I are friends, yeah. but there's a very, I, I put, when it comes to musical taste, we're probably very different. And very it's different. very unlikely yeah. that the stuff that he likes, his recommendations are going to be any useful to me at all. The thing about RDO is the people that I'm friends with on RDO and the people I'm friends with in the real world are, are, are the, they're, they're completely divergent circles for the most part. So I think like if Norm was on Spotify, I'd probably, or on RDO, I'd probably follow Norm because I like a lot of what he likes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably wouldn't follow you because you, you and I do listen to pretty different music. Um, it's it's just an example of when you get into weird niches, your your real life friends and the people who share the same interests as you don't necessarily overlap, and that's okay. Right. So I I follow a bunch of people on RDO that I've never met in person, who I've just found because like I liked a playlist that they made on RDO, so I followed them because they had good t- they made a good they could have made a good mixtape. Okay, me. all right. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Vita. I picked up a Vita. We're gonna take that apart next Did week. You sometime. Really? Okay. Uh, I'm, well, it's it's for destruction purposes, right? Uh, I, uh, there's a couple of things I love. I mean, as with any kind of launch handheld, it, it all console. It depends on what the games are. Uh, the initial crop of games, specifically the Rayman port, which is just the, the, the Xbox and PS3 version on the Vita is phenomenal. It's a really awesome game. Uh, you can get that for your Xbox or PS3. The port's really honest and seems very good. I've been playing the shit out of that. Um, Luminez is, is amazing still. It's a fantastic game. I, I was bummed when I heard that that was originally gonna be a Daft Punk version of Luminez and they ran out of time because they were working on the Tron soundtrack. Oh, that would be good. Cause like that would have been an instant buy. Well, maybe there's still hope for that in the future. I, 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 we can dream, right? Um, there are frame rate problems in Luminez. I don't know how you have how frame is that rate possible? issues in Luminez. But yeah, it's it's there's stuff to be worked that always out amazes me. Uh, Wipeout, I couldn't play because the frame rate was so was so all over the yeah, place. Yeah, it's not great. Uncharted um, apparently has got. A pretty I don't dodgy like Uncharted, so I'm not going to talk about that. I think that I'm not a fan of those games. Okay. Um, the hardware is really nice. It feels really good. It's comfortable. It's I like 
I don't like the way you have to kind of grip the sides to keep your hands from being on the back the back screen, you know, mm-hmm. the back touch area. Mm-hmm. Uh, the games that use the back touch area are pretty bad right now. That Little Deviance game is really garbage. Uh, but I think what what the lesson learned from the DS, and it seems like the 3DS as well, is that when you add a whole bunch of crazy new inputs, it really takes a while for developers to figure out how to take advantage of that stuff effectively. So I wouldn't expect to see anybody using the back touch screen for anything interesting for at least a year, maybe nine months, like third wave of games probably at the earliest. Uh, I, it's a much better piece of hardware than I kind of expected. Like I, I frame rate problems aside, they'll work that stuff out. I'm sure because it is. A Seems like it's priced appropriately. It, it, yeah, I, like I didn't feel bad paying 250 bucks for it. I think I ended up getting the the one with the memory stick, the eight gig memory stick, and 3G for for uh, 50 bucks more. Okay. Um, just because the memory stick was going to be 50 bucks. Yeah. Uh, like I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about the platform. I do not want to play Uncharted on that thing. Hey, speaking of um, testing things, have you checked out this app, Draw Something? Because everyone I know is talking about yeah, it. Yeah, like 10 million yeah. downloads. I th- I, I've got to go get it. Yeah, it's it's a Pictionary kind of, right? It's yeah, like it's, asynchronous, it's asynchronous Pictionary. I draw something and yeah. I guess you guess it. I'm, but I want to get it. I hear it's I great. I imagine it's full of dicks, right? Like the game's just nothing but dicks. Everybody's oh, people, drawing dicks. Well, no, all I think the you time. have to. I, do, you, I, do you have to draw what the app tells you to I, draw? I assume that. I don't know. I'll download it. And I would just it draw a dick anyway. We should, right. That's what I'm going to do. We're go- we should play. It'll be yeah, fun. let's get it. We'll download. I'm going to yeah. download it tomorrow, and we can play in a resolutionary way. Oh no! Good grief! So you got to stop that. You have got to stop that. You, by now, you should have figured out the only reason I do this. I'm not going to annoy people. I'm not going to bleep anything else except for you saying resolutionary. That's what you should be bleeping. Yeah. yeah. Every leave, time leave, all, leave, leave in all the fucks Whoa. and shits. But every every yes. if you hear a bleep, you know Great. I've said resolutionary, it's adult, adult, or thinovation, uh, or another thinovation. one of Apple's you, words. Even you didn't get into thinovation. Uh, Norm, you tested the water phone, uh, the water drop iPhone lens. Yeah, I read right? this on uh, Science of American, and it's it's kind of neat trick. It's a good idea. Um, I, it's like one of those ones that you think, oh, I should have thought of that. That's a really good idea. Right. So uh, what, what this guy basically taught us, and I tested this, is uh, you turn your iPhone camera and basically any smartphone camera into a microscope by putting a drop of water on the camera lens uh-huh. and then flipping the 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 camera over. So the the iPhone. Uh, already takes decent macro pictures, but it has a minimum distance of about four inches. If you bring right. anything closer right. than four inches to your iPhone, you're not going to get anything in focus, no matter what, uh-huh. no matter how much tapping you do. Uh-huh. But if you put a drop of water, and basically you have to experiment a little bit at how much water, uh, more water. Uh, you know, water isn't as viscous as you know syrup, right? So it's going to slosh around. But I think the metal ring around the lens actually keeps the water droplet oh, okay. in place. And then the water droplet beca- does all the refraction and It does all the refraction. And you, you, have to, you can't hold your iPhone up uh, vertically uh, when you're taking pictures. It has you to, need to be pointing down, down at something. Right. Yeah, so you flip, quickly flip over the phone and the water kind of droops. And you could basically take pictures of things that are extremely up close to the lens. Now, why not? Could you take that one step further and actually create a little vessel, like a little a little pimple that would have water in it that you could keep on there as, a, as an actual a lens? A lot of it has to do with the with the way the water kind of bubbles naturally because of the uh, um, uh, surface tension. Uh, so I think... So you actually like, get... It's actually more interesting to have, do droplets give you a different result every time. Yeah. yeah. And it's you like get Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic <laughs> right. Park running rivulets of water down Laura Dern's hand. Yeah. See? It's not the same the second time. Laura Dern really like that was a, that was a one off for her, right? That movie. Um, How do you mean? She was in some other movies. I think it's, 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 like, like drugstore cowboy. I think it was the like only that. like big blockbuster type movie she did. Yeah. yeah. But basically, you get microscopic. You get microscopic yeah. It looks, that looks cool. It's really, really cool. yeah. Really interesting results. It, it's much more powerful than I uh, thought would be possible. Yeah. And, and there's no water sensor by the lens. 
Uh, I never have any problem with water seeping through the lens. Right. Obviously, yeah, obviously you, know, you want to be careful, be careful you're putting water near your Same disclaimers apply. Uh, but it's, an, it's a neat little experiment. Yeah. I heard that you can put drops of water into your headphone jack and it amplifies the music. <laughs> no, don't, don't do that. that. Really, <laughs> that's don't do idea. that. Bad things, Or the man, talk connector. Things. No, no, don't do that. Um, right. uh, so let's see. Last thing is the miracle of origin. And I we've been hard on origin in the past. EA's downloadable service. The miracle of origin has become more apparent to me when I was playing Mass Effect this week and I downloaded that data pad app. Oh, I got that too. That account. is cool. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all the codex stuff that I never read in the game because it sucks to read on the big screen is available. On the yes, iPad. I'm going to be reading the code. Who needs the Britannica? I'm just going to read about fake shit in Mass Effect on the code. So, does that also, are you playing the galactic game where you're allocating resources and stuff? I'm not. I'm I've doing enough that. multiplayer that I've got 100 in all categories. You have so been playing matter. the shit out of multiplayer. I don't want to. We don't want to talk about that now. But that multiplayer is really, really it's great. Good. I'm loving it. I'm it's addicted. Uh, have you? Does now does the the one thing I haven't been able to figure out because I haven't played much single player? But does it unlock the codex entries on the iPad as you progress in the game, or is it just the whole thing is right there? I don't know. Yeah, that's the that's the big question I have. I should have looked at that beforehand, but I I haven't unlocked many codex entries in Mass Effect. 3. I love reading the codex. I, I I read all the stuff about every planet I go to because I think Mass Effect. I, I think Bioware has done such such a fantastic job. They do a good of job building, drilling down into that mythology in such a deep way that every single planet and has this, something it, interesting it, it written about all it. the great science fiction tropes that yeah. we love from different series. Yeah. They're all in this one universe. But it feels well, really, it, feels, it, it feels real. Like, like when you're reading about a planet in Mass Effect, I feel like I could actually be reading about that as a real planet in some fictional. Yeah. You know, it's it's done really well. I, I think in a lot of ways, Mass Effect is kind of the the like it's the Star Trek or Star Wars of of the modern age. It takes in all the stuff that we know about phones and tablets and the internet and having constant communication and and modernizes a lot of this. Like, I think the interesting thing to me about yeah. it is it modernizes a lot of the it stuff does, I, I think Star it, Trek and Ray Bradbury. And, it does a lot of what Heinlein Blizzard did with Warcraft, which is to pull on like all the well-known fantasy tropes that are out there and kind of create something that feels new because they put their own spin on each element of it. Uh, I think Bioware did much the same thing. And, but I don't know. I just, I love that universe. So I'm going to the codex now just to see what happens. Is there an iPad version of it or is it just a blown It's an up? iPad version. Okay. I got to get that too. Um, and it looks like it's just the stuff I've unlocked in Mass Effect 3. So you know what? Far. I think that's going to be something Plus for me to Mass read. Now, when, I, when I've got like five minutes to spare, I'm going to read up on some codex you're gonna, entries you're get and down learn, with that. learn more about the Quarians, and uh, it's fantastic. Very good. Um, and, that, oh, oh, and then Apple TV. Let's talk about the new Apple TV interface. It, clearly, Shouldn't we have done this when we were talking about Apple well, TV? Well, it's what we've been testing, though. Okay. Segments. All right. We, we're, we're maintaining structure here. All It's all I can do to maintain yeah. order on so this even, show. Even though the new Apple TV officially doesn't come out until tomorrow, the, yeah. the, the, the update, the firmware update, is, has been available for a while now. Yeah, for um, existing Apple the TVs. Big, the big feature enhancements are that you can do photo stream stuff now, which some people said they could do before. I could. I didn't have it before. Photo for stream was reason. on my menu before. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know why that's being touted like, as a new thing. I didn't have a photo option on my menu before. All right, whatever. I remember it being touted. Right. I, I, I recalled having it there, but I couldn't even find the Flickr stuff when I looked after we Do talked about this before. Do you think the navigation is, has been improved? Um, I don't like the... Ch- like. I don't, there's a couple of things I don't like. You, do you not like the Jolly Ranchers? I don't like the chiclets. I, I don't like the app icons, though, either on the iPhone. So it's the, the two okay. sides of the same coin. All right. Um, I think that they've made it much harder to navigate just because there's seemingly no rhyme or reason to those chiclets. Yeah. Um, I liked the kind of menu drop down slidey thing. Yeah. Part of this is just reaction to change, I'm sure. Uh, I, I feel like when I can get, if I could get HBO Go on that, I would not care about the chiclets yeah. at all. I, to, to me, the, the interface obviously is, it's important in every device, but it's not 
what's most important here. The most important Absolutely. is what kind of content can I get? What they need to add Hulu, they need to add HBO Plus, they need to add more content partners so that that box becomes the thing apps. that I always have on. I, want an I don't need to go to any other box. All I want is it's an gonna open app It's going to be a different app market, app market than we'll of course. The current, the, the current I app think store. Once, I think once that happens, and I think it's inevitable that it will happen, once they open it up, because the process is becoming powerful enough to support you know more robust Real apps. Real content, yeah. Once, that, once there's a real app store there that you can download and customize and make your own thing without having to jailbreak it, that is when Apple TV will break through and become a big deal. My, my hunch is that, I mean, Roku has that now. It's driven massive success for them this year. They had yeah. a great Christmas. Yeah. I think we'll see uh, an Apple an app store for Apple TV announcement at yeah. uh, WWDC. Right. In and June. by an app store, what I think what we're talking about is not just apps, but content channels. Right? Yeah, like exactly the same way mean. you can get on Xbox 360. Oh, I want the MSN channel. I right. MSNBC. But in the, I want Sci-Fi channel. But the difference is on Xbox, you have to be a partner with Microsoft in order to do that. I think for Apple TV, we'll see a more more open but still walled garden approach similar to what we have. On, I think the future of Apple. I think the future uh, of television is the most kind of wide open, interesting thing in tech right now. Yeah, I agree. Because we don't yet know exactly how it's going to work out, and it's such a confusing market between the people that make the hardware and the software and the people that control the content and, and that's increasingly becoming the same people right now there's a whole lot of confusion about business people trying to figure out how to monetize this what's the best way to provide the content mm-hmm. are we going to be able to cut the cable a lot of this stuff like hbo go is based on still having baby the steps cable. along the way but I, so but the few, i think where we're going to get to eventually will be great i'm very impatient to get there so so the other alternative to this of course and with ipad with ipad being the way even with a good interface on the TV, it's still not a particularly graceful way to navigate that kind of content. Yeah, I think that we'll see. Um, like, on the other hand, having that on the iPad, then blasting it to the TV is a very easy to understand, graceful. The keyboard data entry and all that stuff is is very good. So you can do search and things like that that are awkward on the Apple TV still, yeah. and on all of those boxes, frankly. So, I mean, we've said we're excited about AirPlay a lot in the past. Mm. I don't think we've explained why we're excited, and it's because pairing the interface that's on a phone or a tablet with a way to display that content on the TV and with not in line with your uh, laptop as well with yeah your uh, yeah exactly and with your with your with your laptop as well that is a much more interesting way to integrate the TV and the digital online experience yes. than using a terrible D-pad on a remote to go back and forth. Of course, you add Siri to the TV, and if Siri, if it actually works... Which yeah, I would actually like to see a big update to the iPad remote app where it actually yes. kind of mirrors... It looks like the Apple TV interface, and yeah. I can just touch and move around very... And again, use the keypad to type in search things. That would and, be fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure that's coming. Um, so that's going to do it for us this week. We're not going to take questions this week. We'll definitely get back to them next week. If you have questions about stuff, keep sending them in. The email address is still podcastattested.com. And yep. just because we're not doing fake outtakes this week doesn't mean it's going away. No. We're short on time today because uh, Gear has to go to another appointment. And we have to go talk to people about yes. the, the new site. You have like to that. go start your new exciting I lives. Know. So we've been uh, a couple of things, a couple of housekeeping things. First off, this doesn't mean we're going to be on Mythbusters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. We're, that's not. That's a completely different thing. Um, we, right they, now. Have enough gingers and they have Grant already. <laughs> we just want to make we just want to make uh, help Jamie and I make a website that they're going to be stoked about yes. and that we're going to be stoked about. Um, I, I I think that's really I, I really don't have a whole lot more. We're going to post that we've been writing content for the last week. Uh, that's in the kind of new vein for tested. We're going to backdate some of that. It'll be up on the new site tomorrow when it when we launch the new design. Mm-hmm. So you, I hope you'll come back tomorrow and check that Friday. Just so you know, Friday the sixteenth, right? And check that stuff out, so you kind of know where we're going. I think that's the best way to give you the idea of what we're what we want to change on the site and how that stuff's going to be different. Um, Adam and Jamie are going to be posting stuff on Tested. 
Uh, right now, they're on tour, driving around all over the country, looking at uh, well, doing shows every night, basically uh, to like twenty five hundred people. So if they're coming to your town, go go get, go see them. They're good guys. They're they're exactly the guys that you see on TV. Yeah. Um. That that's really it. Uh, I mean, so so probably we won't see a ton of Jamie and Adam on the site until after the back from the tour, which I think is like the first of April. But I look like forward that. to the inevitable crossover content. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, where you guys are kind of doing stuff together. I, like, I want I want Jamie to walk us through the shop and show us like the the tools that they have in his at M M five are amazing. They have like. Yeah, you know, we have a MakerBot which makes little plastic toys. He has that, but can make a piece of metal like four feet long. Right, right. They have a full machine shop. They have a full electronic shop. They have a full carpentry shop. Yeah, they have a place. They have a room just for making molds yeah. of stuff. Adam and Jamie are like you two guys have been exposed to gamma radiation. Yeah, right? if, like, and you've if, hulked out. If we hulked out, yeah, yeah, you would become them. Maybe hulk yeah. catch. Maybe so. Um. So yeah, we're doing the website stuff. Can't wait to get started on it with those guys. Um, and, and I just want to, I, I'm really stoked to be able to share this. With I think you it's, all. I think it's terrific. And, you know, people out there so far, you know, we've been watching some of the reaction. It all seems tremendously positive. Yeah. I um, have 250 Twitter responses right now. Yeah. And for anyone out there who's afraid of change and worries what this all might mean, just keep watching the site. Right. And you'll, yeah. I'm sure you will allay any concerns um, about the future of tested. It's all going to be great. Last couple. I want to talk about subscriptions just a little tiny bit. Cause I know that's important. Uh, the subscriptions, because most of them were sourced from Giant Bomb, are going with Giant Bomb. Right. We're not going to auto renew people on tested. Like I said before, you'll maintain your status. You won't see ads for the rest of your subscription. Right. Um, we'll have some subscriber stuff coming later in the year. We we still have to we we want to sit down with Jamie and Adam and make sure we make something that those guys are going to be stoked about for for members. Right. Uh, and we'll reintroduce a premium membership program later. And, and I think I think you almost buried the lead. I think the, the the big story is that all this great premium content is now available for for free to everyone. Right. Yeah. And, it's huge. And uh, it's just the tested stuff, not the giant bomb stuff, right. not the comic vine or whatever else right. everybody's done. But you have a bunch of great premium. Like, all that, of that bricked, legendary bricked was is now anyone I, can watch I it. I almost said we shouldn't put that out, but uh, you know we'll. we'll uh, <laughs> Will Smith becomes a and Lego thank you guys monster. really for supporting us for the past two years. Your, uh, your climax to bricks became a viral thing, right? I mean, that oh, ended up. Oh, yeah. RWJ. We found out what equals three is. I didn't know what equals three didn't, was. Didn't before. know. Never heard of He's him. The most now, subscribed now channel on YouTube. Did He's you know Tosh.0 on the internet. Now, I've never heard of it, but you know, I'm glad you guys got to be on it. Um, yeah, I mean, thank you guys. I, I said in the post. Over the last two years, we've built a community, and I think it's one of the only tech communities that's inclusive and welcomes new new users of all kind of experience levels. Um, I, I hope – I really want that to continue. I think it's something that everybody that's at Tested should be proud of, uh, and we really couldn't have done it without you guys. So. Yeah, and I, th- I, think, I think going forward, this is a tremendous evolution for you guys. It's like the next logical growth spurt. My feet haven't hit the floor in about two weeks. That's all I'm I know that's got to be the hard part, right? Like just waiting for Bia to announce. All yeah, this I mean, stuff. this all happened. It seemed like it happened really fast. So, yeah. but not not fast yeah. enough. And I and also I just want to I just want to say I'm really happy for Jeff and Ryan and Brad and all those guys as well. I think yeah. I think what they're doing is going to be a tremendous. Um, you know, I don't know if it's step well, up is even the right word, but like I think it's it can only be good for them. And, in the long run. and reiterate, I mean, we're all friends, right? Yeah. I mean, those guys are welcome. I, I have Brad Brad on the podcast anytime we want. I don't know about Ryan, but I mean, Jeff's welcome here is all the time too. Anytime we, we get in depth on a game thing, it's always good to have one of those guys come. Yeah, in. we got to have somebody to cover our asses. They'll yeah. have fun stories to tell us, and what fun stories to tell them? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then of course, of course, like the special stuff. I, I, I mean. I hope that we'll be invited to come to the Big Live Live show. Those guys are welcome on Octobercast and all the stuff. So Octobercast is not affected, right? We're still going to do a new. Well, yeah, we haven't talked about it with the new with the new folks yet. Um, I think that my hope is to do another Octobercast in April. But even so. if it's completely independent, 
Like I think we should. We might still spin do it. it off. Yeah, it might be a, the, the spin We did. Off. We did too much good last year for that not to be but repeated. I, I think that those guys can help us raise a, oh, a the, multiply. I think, our, I think if there's a way that you can get Adam and Jamie, yeah, to chip in and or appear or do something to we'll, lend we'll, support we'll, to, we'll, it's for charity. What are they? It's for the kids. It's for yeah. the kids. It's for the yeah. kids. Uh, so thanks for listening. Thanks for the first two years, guys. Our first, our second anniversary was Friday. Was the eighth. So that was awesome for Thursday. Yeah. Yep. Um. Thank you guys for supporting us, and we have even more amazing stuff coming in the not too distant future i don't remember what song i played was hey it? very before i go yeah. very quick plug because this is where i'm rushing off to oh, now yeah. um monday at noon on uh ign's premium youtube channel which is called start uh they have a show there called up at noon with greg miller they do video game interviews and it's stuff. like are they saying that the, is the implication that you might not be awake at noon well it's not it's not far off in my case I one, of the pe- one of the benefits of working from home uh but i'm gonna go do their show right now and it's gonna be broadcast on monday talking about the new uh walking dead video game that i'm uh, oh uh, the telltale with. thing yeah cool yeah so that's i what, can't wait to see that yeah uh, and and the big the cool i mean not so much the interview with me but the cool stuff is what's also gonna be on that show on monday is they're gonna reveal the first trailer and footage from the game which has never been oh, seen cool. until now so that's if you're interested in walking down the video game you should check that out so it'll be on IGN on Monday at noon uh, yeah I think it's, it's on there so I think if you type in like IGN start into the YouTube menu their, their premium channel Perfect. thing will come right up and you can check out the new episode Norm do you have anything to plug uh, Brooks by the Bay will be there on hey, Sunday oh yeah on Sunday I'm going to wear my blockhead t-shirt I'm, I, I will wear we should all wear our blockhead t-shirts because yeah. they're blocky and bricky I'll, I'll and wear my sense. blockhead t-shirt so if you see us come and say hello I might wear my it's a trap video my, t- my, my Lego uh, I don't see that. Nah. You think that's the concert shirt? You should. If you're going to wear a Lego t-shirt, you should wear all of them. In fact, I'm going to say this because I've got a bunch of them. I don't know what to do with them. I will have a spare with a blockhead t-shirt on me. I'd wear the a, first I'd, person to oh, come up. You're not going to offer it to me. The first person to come up Thanks. and say hello will get a free t-shirt. What, what size? Whatever size I have on me. Oh, okay. I don't know. So you're going to take your shirt off your I'm back gonna, and I'm give it to I'm not going to bring a whole bag of like different sizes. I will have one. I'll bring an XL because you know. One, you know, at the very least, you can shrink what? it in the wash. Builder size. There yeah. you go. Uh, so that'll do it for us this week. Thank you guys for supporting us so much. Uh, today's outro, KJN. Hi there, I didn't see you. That's it.